my minute Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Three, two, one, live, and then I'll just hit refresh on my end to make sure we're live on YouTube. I'll give you like a thumbs up, and then I'll. hear that i like to hear that we're live here welcome to youtube live thank you for coming over from gas digital checking it out you guys like youtube so much that we're doing it again this time appreciate you making the trip over here mickey i'm cool with it i'm all right with it brother. i'm all right with it we got a new producer we got a new producer in here for the for the first time people are checking out a guy named christian what's up christian we got a new producer what's up guys we're just running through them we got christian over running through producers omri is joining us from the road omri where you at right now Oh, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm still like ass. Oh, well then, I have been misinformed. Oh, what, you going to the West Coast? News. Yeah, he's we going out. He's at the going same out time. There. It's getting crunchy. Yeah, we're getting pop, snap, crackle, yeah, poppy here. Well, but I am. Uh, I, I am uh, the Thicky Smalls. Yeah, the intro, 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 intro. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Gerard Michaels, and to my left, at six foot three, two hundred pounds, and every single one of them is a problem. Oh, you're so gracious the way you just brush over your intro. <laughs> you're getting, no, I get that. and you get, you get, you getting intro. cut up again here, bro. It's fun watching you get yeah. get back into shape here, get back yeah. into fighting shape, yeah. getting after it in PT. It's the tamer of punks, the master of sages, the king of the ring, Big Papa Daddy Vindaloo. <laughs> <laughs> the so great stupid. one, <laughs> Mickey. So stupid. Go. I liked the intro until you added that last part. <laughs> now it's like I got real uh, mixed feelings on it. Um, but yeah, welcome back, G. You were up in Daytona this Daytona weekend. Daytona Bike Week, man. Yeah. Daytona did a gig up in Daytona Bike Week. How was it? It was great. It was not what I expected it to be. It was like what? white trash Shangri La. Okay, but it was very diverse. It was much more diverse. What's than Shangri La. Was that like a hotel? It's like a, Is that a fancy hotel? It's like a hippie way of saying heaven. Okay. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. It, it's like a. You know what it was? I'm popping heavy in the microphone. Forgive me, folks. Um. You know what it was? It's uh. It's cool, but it seems like it's something that was way cooler like 25 years ago. It seems like the Daytona same bike week? people have been coming for like 25 years. Daytona Bike Week? Yeah, it's uh, it's a situation where like um, it's really cool people, but it's almost like a detente. It seems like it's like, you know, cops and outlaws come together and they have this like weird detente love. Is, that's like a truce, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, yeah, I could have easily said truce, but I wanted to be a douche. It's a detente. Yeah, Shangri-La and a detente. <laughs> I'm coming in hot, baby. Yeah, I see. We got a lot of French here. <laughs> I didn't realize, I don't think anyone realizes this is going to be a bilingual podcast. I don't, I don't know if Shangri-La is French, but we, oui, we. Oui. It isn't? Yeah. Shangri-La? Shangri-La. I think Shangri-La is. Uh, we got to check on that. I think it's uh, the the sub Asian continent somewhere. It could Shangri-La. definitely be Asian. Yeah, I think it's Shang. Su- some. But then the La is what got I think me. It's more like Indian Shangri La. Uh, I won't go to Indian with you. No. And and I'm uh, Big Daddy Vindaloo. You're the so Big you know Daddy I'm Vindaloo. The, I'm the authority on the subject. Yeah, I can't walking into the uh, walking into the condo last night after. You know, three days on the road, and it's just stinking like goat curry. I said, oh, my boy. My boy was hungry. Yeah, you know. You know I had to do it. You know I had to do it. <laughs> the, uh, had to do it. It was fun, though, man. It was fun. I want to give a huge shout-out to TNT Baseball Tournament. Got to play a little baseball. Got to meet a couple guys. Really, really a lot of fun. Um, Who was the coolest guy you met? Let's give him a shout-out. 
there's since a lot we're of really, throwing around shout-outs. There's a lot of really cool guys. But Turtle, yeah, we're not gonna sing Turtle is the guy. Turtle, David Dolgan, uh, Turtle, who runs the tournament, is okay. one of the coolest guys of all time. This guy was selling Quaaludes in Studio 54 back in the day, and now he's like a... I thought you were going to say he was selling Quaaludes at the Daytona Bite Week. I was like, no. yo, those still exist? Yeah, no, he was talking about... I was about, like, he got some fucking lemons, still got dude, his hands on them. We got to get him on the pod. This guy's yeah. lived some life, and then he got married, and, and, and the woman straightened him right out. He got married six weeks after he met this woman on a blind date. Nice. Yeah. And when you know, you know. Straightened his life all, all the way out. Turtle's yeah. got some story, man. He's talking Correct. about he's doing these things called skin poppers with John Belushi. It's where you take, uh, according to him, it's where you take cocaine and heroin, put it in a hyperdermic needle, and then put it like right under the skin. You, you inject it not into the vein, like under the skin, so it slowly seeps into you throughout the night. Huh. And he, he so says, like a subcutaneous? Sub, would that be? Oh, no, subcutaneous shangri That's at least English, bro. <laughs> I think it's Latin. Subcutaneous? Yeah. I mean, it's Latin derivation. All, well, these are all, uh, they're all Romance languages, these, these bro. Are all, they all come all, from the Romans. We're, we're real Roman in here. But, uh, yeah, so, and he says that's what killed Belushi. Not like, you know, they, they think skin was, popping? Yeah, these, like, skin poppers at the dude. Huh. Why would that kill him? He had, he had a heart attack at the... Um, Hotel Mormont, more French. Was it the Chateau Mormont? Chateau Mormont. <laughs> I'll have a bottle. of <laughs> There's clearly Mormont. a theme going on here today. Yes. yes, you cannot trust the French. Yeah, that's the, that's the theme here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I think it, he because it's it um, it seeps into your skin slowly. I guess he wasn't seeps feeling... in your bloodstream because yes. you're already popping it in yeah. your skin. I'd imagine. So yeah. It, it seeps into your bloodstream slowly. And I guess he wasn't feeling what he wanted to feel, so he got those rookie numbers up. Yeah. And then, we got to beef up those numbers. And all at once. Yeah. Which is why, on a whole different level, I don't like edibles. Because I feel nothing, and then I feel everything. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that's why you don't like uh, injecting shit. I, I'm i not big on injections. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I. <laughs> I uh, when we were discussing on the PBD podcast, we were discussing like, um, you know, whether we should or shouldn't take the vaccine. And and for the record, I will say humbly, I was right about fucking everything. Yeah, two years of nothing but fucking W's for the kid over mm-hmm. here. All right, uh, you, you, the rest of you can s my d. I'm sitting on dubs. All right, but uh, the great Phil Heath was to my left, and he was talking about how it doesn't make sense with the spike proteins, and I, you know. And I turn to him and I go, and this is a guy who's not afraid of injections. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bill wasn't so happy. Yeah. But I, I feel like you'll be happy to hear the story's been told again. Yeah. <laughs> Thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Stupid. He was just out there at the Arnold Classic. He got to, he was chilling with, you know, it's so funny, man. He's, you know, you're sitting here, you become friends with guys, and they just become normal human beings, and you forget, like, dude, this is one of the greatest bodybuilders that ever lived, and he's just sitting there having dinner with Arnold, like, NBD, just 14, Mr. Olympias, chilling yeah. at the table right there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty dope, man, if you think about it. They're all just men, though. We're all just men. All, all just people. Men. Well, I would never go so far as to assume his gender, but yeah. Right, right, right. True. Yeah. I mean, it's We're all just human beings. We're all just human beings. Little, you know who's not a human being? Happen up. Who? Your boy, Big Swarm. Linton oh, Cell. Linton. Just Linton absolutely manhandled that. 18 yeah. and 1, that guy? Uh, something like that. I don't know. I just know I was. We we're all freaking happy for Linton. He's yeah. going to be fighting Ryan Bader now for the Bellator Heavyweight Championship. That's going to be some fight. Yeah. 
You yeah. know, it's it's like he's coming into his prime at like what's he thirty nine? Thirty nine, coming into his prime. That that that's very common with heavyweights and uh, like upperweights. Right. I, I find I find heavyweights especially they age kind of like fine wine. You know what I mean? Like they get like you see heavyweight champions in like their forties. Yeah, you know, foreman. Yeah, but it, and it's yeah, I guess in all in all uh, combat sports, mm-hmm. but I, I'm talking MMA specific. Around like I would say around like 37 is like the start of the heavyweight prime. Interesting. So like that 37 could go to like 41, and then they could still have years after that. You know, mm-hmm. where I look at like like my division, like probably like 30. 34, 35 is like the start of like the prime. And why do you, you see th- most of those guys? Why do you think that is? You think well, it's I a cardio thing? I think you've, no. I think you've a- accumulated enough technique and training. You've come into your body. You know what I mean? You're, you're at your like, your, your, your prime strength, mm-hmm. your prime everything. You're not, you're not at that point where you're starting to, you know, you're, where you've, you're overdone and broken down. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've, you've, it's, I think it's a lot of just, you know, ha- hitting those, have have been doing it for you know ten fifteen years yeah some twenty more you know what I mean whatever people so I think it's it's the accumulation of the of hardwired techniques plus you know comfortability uh, ring time all that stuff so if you if you play your cards correctly you can kind of have almost two different primes and two different weight classes it seems like you could yeah, yeah that, that's you're looking that's at like point. a John Jones situation Absolutely. remember Roy Jones Jr. back in the day sure went up to heavyweight beat John Ruiz James Tony that's James Tony yeah Evander Holyfield cruiserweight to heavyweight yeah I mean yeah I mean as you get older it it you don't you get strong like I'm stronger now than I pretty much have ever been in my life but if I had to cut and maintain a cut, that would be incredibly difficult. Sure. When you're younger, you just the, the weight just really does just peel off you. you right. Get a good three weeks, and you just you know, I guess the older you get, it, that does become more difficult. Maybe that takes too much out of you training to get all the way down there. Yeah. You know, I mean, being around you guys as much as I have, the the, the science and the methodology behind these weight cuts is fascinating to me. Yeah. These guys that walk around 40, 50 pounds heavier than they fight at, and then I'm like, man, that's a hell of a fucking fight to get down to your weight. That reminds me, another guy who got a nice win this weekend was Impa. Oh, huge win. Who's another great person as well, just like Linton is. Um, but Impa went up. He was he used to fight at 170. He mm. fought at 205. Wow! Knocked this guy out. Knocked him out. Yeah, and now they, he, I was in the gym today. He did so. He did so well. He's got April first. They gave him another one. Is that right? He told me that he's going again April first. Trying. Yes, yeah, he wants to stay active. Hey, stay hot, babe. Yeah, you know, it's like when you when you're in a hot when you're on a when you're on a heater, you want those cards uh, to come out. Yeah, you want the paydays. <laughs> come on, baby. You want all that good stuff. Flip those cards. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. Let's go. So Prize yeah, I'm excited fighter. for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. He, 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 I I'm so like fascinated by the methodology behind it. Like, some guys, they cut all the way down, and you can see, like, they're just sucked out. They have no energy, nothing. Other guys, they look so they're, they look so much bigger than the other guy, and they're confident because they're so much bigger. And it's right. there just doesn't seem to be a right way or a wrong way. It's almost very trial and error. Person-to-person basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some guys, it's better. Like, you know, Rashad Evans, he liked, he liked being smaller as a heavyweight because he thought his cardio was better and he thought he was his faster. Speed. Yeah. yeah. And, and I sense. guess at some level, look, if you're 225, you're throwing hands just fine. It's not like the 265 is going to hit that much harder, is he? Yeah. That he is going to hit that much harder? The 265 compared to what? 225. Uh, you don't know. I mean, it's 40 pounds of extra weight behind mm-hmm. shots. But, yeah. you know, I, I think I think like 
take like someone like Linton, mm-hmm. where he's like, what was he like two forty? Yep, that's a nice that's a nice spot. Well, that's what he said. But I also think if you like, I think there's gonna be some guys who are gonna have the where eventually I think heavyweight might be guys who cut down from like two eighty five, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. And like, but, but they're but they're like but they're like that. They're like you know that perfect specimen at two eighty five where they're like they're big, they're fast, they mm-hmm. they got great cardio. You know what I mean? Like all that. That's pro like that's probably gonna be the I would say that's kind of the next prototype like the evolution like some you know a NFL DN type mm-hmm. who can who can stay lean and you know has all the skills and the sure. techniques to back it up that explosive power yeah so like a Brock Lesnar walking around at three fifteen cutting down the that's yeah sixty five yeah yeah I guess so that's a little bit of a lot you know that's a lot it's a lot why why do they make it why why isn't it just open weight why do they still have a weight limit on heavyweight do you think i don't know i think i wonder how how cuz how many guys are at that weight that are like a i and i'm all for like a no limit like sure. a, just a super whatever you want to call that mm-hmm. you know um super weight division whatever mm-hmm. no limit but i don't know how many guys you ha- have to could fit a division that could actually train and like or who like will have the cardio, yeah, and be able to like put on a. And we'll just be looking sloppy out there. I, I actually think you'd have more. I think it would be more attractive to college offensive and defensive linemen to make the transition. Guys who didn't get drafted, I think it would be That's more. I think it would be more attractive if they didn't have to lose fifty pounds to compete. Sure. I think if it was open weight, and like you said, let it happen organically. They're they're going at three twenty, and they're like, man, I can't, I can't roll for five minutes at three twenty. Yeah, so they got to get down to fucking. They'll get down to two eighty. Yeah, it'll happen yeah. organically. Yeah. I, but I think it would be more attractive to those athletes if to, I agree to compete. To, I can compete tomorrow, but I got to lose fifty pounds. Right. You know that's that's a lot. You know, especially if they're still trying to keep the dream alive of. Of uh, you know making it in, ball. now that they can play ball in the USFL or the XFL, you know, and they got to maintain, they have to maintain that body weight. Yeah, but I know a lot of those guys would, you know, I, I see those guys looking at you guys in the gym. Those guys, they they want to, they want to test their competitors. They want to test their metal just like anybody you else see does. A, a, you see some three twenties. Oh Walking yeah, around there? yeah, three fifteen easy. Yeah, that one dude, big country from uh, shit, I forget his name from Michigan State. Okay, that's I mean that's. Six 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 seven. That's three fifteen easy and lean. Yeah, three fifteen. No, I'd be all for it. And like as like as a like a viewer, like a fan, I, who wouldn't want to see that? We all want to see the biggest, baddest dudes. You want to see the big guys? Yeah, you know. And I think you get. Um, I'm obviously partial to it, but I think you'd get a lot of like, like you know who beat Brock Lesnar twice. Brock Lesnar lost twice in college. Yes, I do. Um, Super Bowl is, champion is Stephen Neal. Stephen Neal, look it. at you go! Yeah, he played for the Patriots. Yeah, became a uh, never played in college. He was such a good wrestler. Never played in college, and then was he a guard? Yeah, he became yeah. an All Pro guard. Yeah, you mean that dude is just a, a gra- that dude that dude just understands body and balance more than anybody yeah. on earth. You know, yeah, Nobody leverage. Knows. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, now take Stephen Neal, and you know, you tell him he's a big old boy, Vince Wolfork. Vince Wilford. Warren Sapp. Yeah. I would love to, see, love the, to see it. I would love to see these guys bang. 
for but, sure. But they gotta they gotta get down to two sixty five. And they gotta get their cardio up. Yeah, as a football play, that's not so long. Yo, shout, by the way, Warren Sapp might be my favorite Instagram account. He's one of the best. He's playing pickleball. He just sat be fishing. He's on. He's on his. Uh, his goal is to like do every every leisurely activity in retirement possible. Yeah, yeah and, it looks like he's living a good life. Huh? And he he has a couple beers and he watches his Buccaneers on Sunday. Talk some shit. And he does flames people. <laughs> doesn't give anybody. Doesn't let anybody off the hook. Warren Sapp's an OG, man. Well, how, how is Warren Sapp getting the all 22 is what I want to know. Warren Sapp's getting the coach's foot. I wonder if the coaches are sending the footage like, hey, tell Devin White he needs to. <laughs> yeah, light a fire under his butt. <laughs> tell Devin White he needs to, you know, cover the tight end yeah. flat, please. Yeah, he ripped him, huh? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I told him, rip the C. I'd rip so this the is a C captain? off. This is a captain? I'd rip the C this off your This is your captain? Jersey. This is what your captain doing? You need to yeah. look at the history of the Tampa Bay Buck. You play in the same That's position. That's one of the best defenses ever then Brooks. back in the back in the day. I take that over the 2001 Ravens. You know you wouldn't. Yes, I would. With, you jo- with John Lynch uh with uh Derek Brooks. Derek Brooks, yep. Warren Sapp, Rondé Barber, Barber, Simeon Rice. Yeah, that was that, that was a defense, bro. That was a tough team. I don't know the year though. Was it like 2007 I think something they were, like that? No, they were like 2000, I think. Or no, 2000 was the Ravens. They were 2001, 2002. Hmm. Warren Sapp talking all that shit about Michael Strahan. What Says, was he saying about old Mikey? Doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Got the fake sack record. Oh, Simeon yeah. Rice was Why? a better player. Because Favre kind of folded on that last one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Warren Sapp, not, kinda a big, gave it up. not a big Strahan guy. Yeah. Says if Michael Strahan plays in Green Bay, nobody knows his name. <laughs> Simeon Rice. Hey, boys. Uh, we got questions from the chat. It's our 15-minute check-in. You want to hear them? Yeah, of course. Well, since you interrupted yeah, us, of course. Uh, yeah, I just love no, football. Good. I'm sorry. My bad. Do, do, they, uh, do they not have the NFL in Tel Aviv, Omri? Uh, no, they do not. Thankfully, that means my Sundays could be free of four-hour games that go nowhere. Uh, <laughs> you don't like football? No, I don't like football. Tell How me, do you not uh, like football? I didn't grow up with it. Football's great. Football simulated war. All right. Well, in fairness to Omri, there's not a lot of you know Israelis in the NFL, so it's tough. To, yeah, I got you know, representation. I, there's no, no, no Jewish linebackers, Mick. Football's no. a beautiful game. Although there was a Jewish quarterback up. in Miami named Jay Fiedler. Yep. Well, we get one in every sport. Yeah, and Rosen, uh, one of the biggest draft busts of all time. You got that. There you go. Josh Rosen. Uh, okay. Uh, questions from the chat, though. I got two questions from Mickey. One is from me, uh, and one is from our good friend, Reckon It. Uh, the question for me from me is, Mick, would you enter uh, an open weight Grand Prix kind of like the way Pride did it back in the day? And the second question from Reckon It is, uh, essentially, I'm about to put my young child into jujitsu training. What should I expect, and how could I help, like, push them forward when they get their inevitably get their ass beat at some point? Well, that's good for your character, getting your ass beat. Um, but I imagine, you know, most kids' programs are going to kind of take them along. They're going to teach them some techniques, some discipline. There's going to be a lot of, you know, good stuff to go along with that. Um, so I wouldn't worry about that when, you know, when they get to that point, I guess it's, it's you know, that's when you got to, you know, kind of be the dad and like, you know, like let them know it's like, this is that, you know, it's a good thing. Like I, I remember starting jujitsu, I would get, because jujitsu is about leverage and technique. Like I would get tapped out like 
eight, ten times in the class, and I'd be psyched, you know, because I know that just like that, it was happy. It was temporary, you know. Now I'd, I'd I'd kill for those days. You know what I mean? Like it, that's that that's great stuff. Getting you you know getting submitted. That's how you learn. You as a white belt, you that's where you develop your your technique. You know, and it's and it's and also one more thing. It's like it's not there's not real like cost to it. You get tapped out in the gym. It's like you're in an arm bar. You tap out. It's like hitting the reset button on a mm-hmm. video game. It's like virtual reality. Now you get to go fight again. You get choked. All right, I'm gonna get choked. Tap. Do it again. You know, it's uh, so it's there's no cost to it really. You just got to check your your ego a little bit. In a weird way, when I first started doing it, and then I got I got good, and people I would start running through everybody in class. I hated the class. I I wanted to find another gym where you know you'd get challenged. I'd get challenged, get, yeah. and I I enjoyed. You know, it's not that nobody enjoys getting their ass kicked, but I enjoyed the challenge. I enjoyed yeah. I enjoyed the competition. It's not about you know, it's almost like a rush. It's the, like, mm-hmm. it's, that's the adrenaline aspect. It's like, oh, this guy's got me. Can I, can I get out? You know, you get to a certain level with your kind of home gym. If you're in like a, a smaller gym where, you know, if you're pretty athletic and pretty smart, you, you can, you can figure it out pretty quickly. You can, but also there needs to be a, a difference between like training to win and training to like learn. Which a lot of people don't grasp, interesting. Because you can, you yeah, you can go in there and like try and shell up and you know be mm-hmm. barely do anything and survive around, or you can take chances, you know, see where all right, I did this, I got swept, or I did this, I got submitted. All right, next time I'll be a little smarter, but you can still develop your your tools and your game around that. And the second part, yeah, I would if I'm a prize fighter, if the, if if the money was right, I would of course uh, do a open weight thing. That'd be fun. Well, you'd be you'd be one of the perfect guys for that because you have the size to be able to handle bigger guys, right? But you also have the cardio to stay with the smaller guys, like right. I think in a Grand Prix, you know, everybody thinks the big yeah, guy has there, the, like, the advantage. Two hundred five, two ten. Yeah, it's it's the middleweights that really are are ready to rock and roll. The yeah. guys that can not get crushed but can also keep up. Yeah, you know, um, like a George St. Pierre would have been like a perfect grand prix fighter i feel like you know mm-hmm. well john jones i mean you're talking sure. about the greatest of all time i would i would be interested to see like a guy like khabib in a grand prix because he's on the smaller end like could a 155er really could he really could he do that style of fighting against only one way to find out <laughs> <laughs> gotta make it happen yeah yeah, yeah no it's funny um i saw on the when we posted the uh this thing actually I was gonna tell you. We posted the thing about how, and I called. I told you I I wrote this thing about uh, I I or I said about how John Jones was just, was surprised just like everyone was that yes. he finished it that quickly. Yep. And uh, like John Jones later that week said he even he said the same thing. Yeah. Right. He was like he you know because he he was just following the game plan. He did like a like I was saying it was like a chess match. Like he he followed the game plan here. This was it was there. He he went for it. Ended up going down. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny because some kid like uh, like commented, it was like like Mickey Gall needs to shut up." <laughs> like, it was like it was like he um, it was like yeah, he's just trying to like nitpick on John. First of all, I was giving him props. Yeah. Right. Yep. I was like I was just, I was just saying how I was actually I was given a high level like analysis on on the fight and how actually. F- fighting works mm-hmm. he was like yeah you shouldn't comment he was, he was like he was like throwing shots like yeah lesser fighters commenting about john jones and are nitpicking first of all 
I, I wasn't nitpicking. I was just telling – I was giving the reality of what of a fight and a game plan mm-hmm. and things. And two, my analysis went – this motherfucker shouldn't be commenting on anything because this – my analysis went over his head. Yeah. He didn't even – he couldn't – he doesn't know enough about fighting to even understand what was going – what what was being said there. Welcome to the internet, bud. I know. So many dummies, bro. <laughs> so welcome so to the funny. internet. I'd be, so I, funny. I'd be right. I'd be right about saying something. I'm like, you know, the government's fucking up here. This is going to cause inflation. Yeah. And three weeks later, you know, a commenter would be like – I'd be like, hey, whatever happened to commenter XYZ who said that this wasn't going to cause inflation? And then they'd get in the comments and be like, well, you're still fat. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Well, you got me there. Yeah. I don't know what. The, yeah. I, I guess, guess. I guess yeah. so. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, inflation. Yeah. We dodged the bullet. Speaking of, we dodged the bullet this morning. We dodged the bullet, but I'm. I'm. You talking about the uh, the, the U.S. and the world economy dodged a massive bullet this how? morning. So there, because of the the bank thing, there's been a run on banks, plural. Uh, the Silicon Valley thing. Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, you know they they went under. They actually were they were halted and seized by the government, the FDIC, um, because there was a run on on their on their holdings. And uh, this is after well FTX we went over FTX went down. That was a crypto holding with Sam Bankman Fried, right? And then there was another exchange that went down, and then there was a bank that backed those exchanges. Silver Trust, if I remember correctly, went went under. Um, this causes contagion because these banks all interbreed with one another they 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 get money from one another Borrow money i, back I and give forth. you this money you give me that money we get you know so and something um similar happened in 2008 with lehman brothers going under causing a cascade where aig was then pulled under by lehman brothers and then we got the too big to fail 2008 jam yeah which still, I don't think most people in this country really know what happened. You know, they've seen the big short or they've seen too big to fail, but it's it's very bo- it's more boring than it is complicated. When it comes to these things, it's really not that complicated. They act like you know they use these legalese terms, you know, like you know, you know, you know, credit swaps and you know, back securities, and everybody's like, ah, it's way over my head. It's really not. It's they they do that on purpose. Well, what happened in 2008 was, you know, this idea of changing capitalism forever into this kind of grotesque profit incentive. And I'm a huge capitalist, but there is a grotesque profit incentive for our banks and our government right now where they privatize all profits and they socialize all losses. Meaning whatever money the banks make on these bets, they keep. Them and their shareholders keep those profits. But if those bets go belly up, the taxpayer has to pay the bill. And even though I think the Biden administration did the right thing by securing the deposits of the people in SVB, there's just no incentive now, aren't a lot of people losing a lot of money though? Aren't like people Investors whose money will lose money? I think people who's put their money in there, they're and I have I have a, uh, a a good family friend who like is dealing with this right now because he like put investors there and had like people uh like put you know putting their uh, money there and they would only get like bad. they would only like they like let's say they would only get like three percent of their money back so they could let's say they had millions in there. 
they they're only getting like I think the government's only giving like three percent back. We have to we have to be clear. There's two different things. There's depositors, people that are actual customers of the bank. Okay. And so the customers aren't getting screwed. No, the customers are not getting screwed. Uh, the customers are they were already insured by the FDIC up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay. But now the government came out today. And this is why the market's going up. If they didn't do this, the market would be in an absolute flux. The market would mm. go way, way, way. It would have been a massive crash. So it, it's good that they did this. And they said the government is going to insure every depositor. So if you deposited $10 million for your company in SVB, the government's going to back it up. And they're going to liquidate SVB and their holdings and their assets, and they're going to get the money back through that. Now, if you're an investor in SVB, if you had been buying into their bank stock or if you had been buying their bonds or their products, you're fucked. Yeah. But that's gam- that's that's the market. So maybe. are they the ones who are going to get 3% I don't of their money they're, or they're something? They're not going to get anything. Oof. They're going to get nothing. Oof. You know, they're going to get whatever they were able to sell at, at whatever. Damn. And, you know, now they their beef is that trading wasn't halted quickly enough that the stock was allowed to drop 80% that they didn't. Hey, that's the market, kid. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that's the market uh in 2008 that's taking a loss my father had lost 10 years of savings and earnings in 36 hours how so what they did to incentivize talent back then is they gave people uh you know what a draw is have you ever heard of a draw yeah so a draw is a salary you have to pay back Basically, it's so in, in these high commission jobs, insurance sales, trading, these massive commission jobs, your salary, they'll either give you salary up front and then you pay back the salary through your commission and anything above the commission you keep. That's called a draw. Or the way that they would get around taxes and incentivize talent would say instead of a draw, we could pay you in options, meaning stock in the company. So if you worked for AIG, you could make $50,000, right? Or they'd say, hey, instead of $50,000, the company has to actually pay you. Why don't we give you $75,000 worth of stock options? Right. So the so if you keep taking those stocks and then the stock crashes, you can end up with... But it was AIG. The stock should never crash. It's like betting against the United States government. Yeah. And then... AIG crashed. And then it crashed. And it crashed. And now what and your father lost 10 years of taking, yeah. choosing to take the the stock option rather than Correct. The, but not just him, money. everybody else. Sure. Because you had to be, it was an idiot test. Who wouldn't take more money in right. an unassailable stock? Yeah. Right? And then other people were like, well, all he had to do was hold on to the stock. And a year later, he would have recruited. You got a wife, you got kids, you got a mortgage. Got to sell. You got to sell. The stock's worth $28 a share, and it goes down to $0.07. You got to sell somewhere along there. Nobody's holding on to that shit. Guys killed themselves. Killed themselves. Sure. And then the CEO gave them, got a golden parachute, like a $25 million fucking walk away. $25 million to the CEOs. Huh. 1.6. But all the workers got nothing. nothing. Nada. Enron. Do you remember Enron? Sure. So this is what I talk about when I say that they privatize profits, but they socialize losses. The people take it on the fucking dick both ways. Or on the chin. The dick. It's a kick in the dick. This is not this is not a Try to be kicking the dick or the balls. 
I'd rather be kicked in the dick than the balls. All right, it's yeah. a kick in the balls. All right. Straight up. Now I got it. It's a kick in the dick and balls. Yeah. It's a fucking The whole punt. package. It's a full cunt punt. Yeah. The whole way. Two steps into it, too. Yeah, right in the basket. So, I think what we're at, in, at hazard of here, moral hazard, is even though I think the Biden administration did the right job, the right thing by coming out and immediately saying depositors are going to be insured because you don't want to run on every fucking bank. If they came out, if the Biden administration came out today and said, you guys are on your own, you made your decisions, which is the libertarian view, by the way. Right. You know, this is where I deviate a little bit because I do live in the real fucking world. Everybody in every bank in America would be like, all right, give me my money right now. So the administration took took uh, the side of, of the, the little guy, so to speak. The, no, the it took people. the side of the corporations. It, today? Yes. It took the side of the big corporations because it's the big corporations that. But I thought it was the depositors. Isn't that the people? Yes, it is, but it's the it's the corporations. Okay. Right, because because you know Wells Fargo is having liquidity issues, and if you're a Wells Fargo, if you bank at Wells Fargo and you just saw SVB go down, the first thing you should have done is gone to your bank at nine o'clock this morning and say, "Money, please." Yeah. All my money back. Yeah. Please and thank you. I'll take that back. And it only takes so people are leaving their money in because correct. they know it's it's being insured because they know it's being insured correct okay. not only that but it's a huge signal to the rest of the market that the rates are going to start going down that the the Fed has pushed it as far as they can push it banks are starting to fail the money's too expensive and the rates are going to go down now if the rates go down what happens to inflation we don't know we, no we, bueno we are in a fucked economy. It's fucked. So what's it going to take to shake us out of it? War. With who? (laughs) Military, industrial complex. How cynical do you want me to be right now? How cynical? I want solutions. They want people to die, bro. Less less people to feed. More supply. There's There's too many mouths. There's not enough jobs. I disagree with this worldview, but this is what they think. Right. All right. There, there's too, there's, there's not enough protein across the world. There's not enough clean water. There's too many mouths to feed. There's not enough jobs. The technology is outpacing the need for, for labor demands, right? And we've been on credit. Everybody's been on credit. They shut the world down for two fucking years. This was always going to happen. Now it's like, dude, it, it's a fucking house of cards. It's a house of cards that's on a, that's on a table made out of toothpicks. It's just going to take one thing. They're trying. They're trying to dig themselves out of the hole that they dug everybody. But then you have the other people. And now, you know, blood in the water situation. China sees that the U.S. economy is fucking a tinderbox. And they're going into Russia trying to trying to uh, broker a peace between the Ukraine and Russia. China just brokered, China is? China just brokered a peace between Saudi Arabia and Iran. Well, how do they benefit from that? Oh, we don't know yet. <laughs> but I bet you it has to do with the Silk Road that they're trying to build from China through the Middle East into into Africa. Mm. That's well, the I, shit. That's the shit a world power does. Omri, go ahead. I, yeah, I'd say that in a very direct way, it leaves the U.S. out of these things, and there's always hidden agendas in these things where you're like. You know, now when two countries are at war, they're not asking the U.S. to broker them. They're asking China, and that's a lot of soft power. It's more than that. You're right. You're right, but it's more than that. It's who bankrolls the peace. 
So China's bankrolling it. Who bankrolls the piece? So the victor goes to spoils. So they're not just like consulting on it. They're like, no, they're they're, nobody bankroll. does anything for free, even the copies. Right. Right. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe the world currency should be our currency instead of your currency. It's a big deal. It's a huge fucking deal. It's a big deal. These things are, are very, very high level things and they're happening very, very quickly. And, you know, our country is concerned about the wrong things. You know, we're, we're bragging about, you know, we're sitting here talking about, you know, these diversity initiatives when we should be really focused on competence right now. Like organic diversity is a great thing. Inorganic diversity is fucking bad. You need the best people in the world doing these jobs. Right. Right. So there's nobody that's going to say diversity is a bad thing. Right. But inorganic diversity, remarkably bad thing. When every other country is just getting their best and their brightest to do the fucking very important jobs. And we're looking for mm, people who fit a fucking, you know, a certain demographic instead of a certain Just aptitude. Just the best the be- yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not great. Yeah, it's not so good. That's a bad strategy in a very volatile geopolitical marketplace, right? Like, imagine in your world, right, where it's like you got to be the best fighter in the world. Otherwise, somebody could literally fucking kill you. But it's like, hey, but we also need to make sure that we have this representation and you're taking the 250th best fighter in the world and putting them up against number one because, you know, hey. Right. They're trying to get hit a different demographic. Yeah, we, 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 ha- we haven't had a, a French bisexual uh, heavyweight champion yet, so we have to make sure. So we're going to fast track this dude. We're going to fast track, yeah. yeah. You know, we, we, we haven't, yeah, we, we haven't had a... Uh, we haven't had a, I don't know. We haven't had a Kazakhstani bisexual middleweight champion. So the 250th ranked. Uh, He's going to the front of the line. There you go. All right. I can't believe Omri doesn't like football, though. Yeah, right. How long you been here, Omri? How long you been in America? Uh, 18 months or so. Oh, all right. You're, you're still new. You'll get it. You'll get I know it. the rules. I learned the rules before I came here. I know where I'm going. I knew where I was coming. I knew I needed to learn it, but I just I, I understand it. It's just too long for me. What what I, games? I'm interested. Long, huh? to, what what does is the Israeli thought on like American sports? What do you think about football? Like, what's the uh, what I just that it's too long, and uh, we don't have a problem with the violence. It's just that we just don't care. Honestly, it's that we we watch soccer. And basketball—that's our sport. So, speaking of football, this actually turn this actually ties into, believe it or not, the banking moral hazard. So, we have this huge issue with concussions. You know when they didn't have issues with concussions before helmets and before right, pads. Because people wouldn't, yeah, they wouldn't use their head. Troy Aikman has said it over and over and over again. If we wanted to get rid of concussions in the game, if we get wanted to make it, we'd get rid of the pads. Yeah. Because people can't hit each other like this. They'll More break like a rugby. collarbone. Yeah. yeah. The, rugby doesn't have these issues. Mm-hmm. Rugby has these massive hits. They don't have these head injuries. They don't have these massive, like, you know, catastrophic injuries. By trying to make the game safer, these smart academics, yeah. these these academic elites, these credentials, these PhDs that have never played the game. Yeah, then now you can use your head like a weapon. Big or now they're trying to get rid of that. Yeah. Hey, don't do that. Yeah. But he's running full speed. How am I not running full speed? Yeah. Figure it out. And oh, sure you've never you played your head in the right place. Oh, that's one of my favorite things that's, in the world. Don't lead with your head. 
That's, how, that's how, a, how do you tackle? You've literally never played football. Yeah. You, you, Bro, you, I can't believe Armory hates it. Look, it's like it's like war. It's like you line up your your O line, your D line. Those are like your big front line guys. That's that. Those are like your big barbarians, guys built like G. Uh-huh. You know, your big big heavies. They go out and they're bucking heads in the front, and, it, and it's all win. It's all it's all kind of one in the front. You know, what I mean, you got a good push there. You could run the ball down their throats all day. Yep. Then you got your 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 quarterback. That's He's kind of like the, the general. Cap- I I well, is the coach a general or is the quarterback the general? Let's just say we're we're playing saying right on now. field. Yeah, fine, and the yeah. quarterbacks. All right, then, then we'll say the quarterbacks in general. General, even though I would say he's almost like a high, like he's a more high like captain a yeah. or a lieutenant, yeah. where the quarter the coach is still. You know, he's calling. He's. I, we got to include the coach. All right, fine. Let's call the coach the general. Sure. All right, and then you got quarterbacks your, war daddy. You got <laughs> quarterbacks war daddy war daddy war master war daddy. Um, yeah, so he's he's a captain. He he kind of controls the ball. He's he's reading the defense. He yep. decides where it goes. He can throw it to his. Uh, so what what are we gonna call the running back? Oh, uh, the, running the, back and the receivers, the skill players. That's cavalry. Cavalry. That's the cavalry right there. I think uh, you got to go like chess type of a deal. I think your your linemen are infantry. All right. Your your skill positions are cavalry. You know, and then uh, yeah, they and then your and the then your opponent. your your uh, your kickers. Those are your snipers. Snipers for sure. You know, like they kind of they kind of like they sit back and they got to kind of they got to kick the ball <laughs> through the uprights. That's right. And it's all you know. I mean, we I'm gonna we all know what it is. I'm gonna we're gonna try and stuff this ball into this end. Yep, yep. We get that ball in the end. We get points. Mm-hmm. If we come up short, we bring out our sniper and let them flick it's ca- it through. It's capture the flag. Yeah, con- yeah, I guess so. You ever played capture the flag? Yeah, love capture the flag. Capture the flag's fun. Yeah, capture the flag paintball. That's a good time. That's a good Saturday. Yeah. Capture the flag until somebody pulls out one of those automatic hoppers, and it's just like that's not fun. We got to get uh, Omri to watch a football game with us. He'll, he'll become a fan. We just got to get him addicted to gambling. Do you ever play Madden, Omri? Uh, you no, play I have video not games? played Madden. You I play like video games? video games. Yeah, I never played Madden. Give Madden a shot. NHL, Chell. Well, let's let's slow down here. Little, let's, get little into, let's get him into let's American get him into American games first. before we get him into Canadian games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Football's more fun. Uh, hockey's fun. Being at a game. Oh yeah. You're every time I, I go to like a hockey game, I'm like, man, I'm gonna start following this. I'm about, I'm gonna be like like a big fan. Then you watch it on TV, and it's not quite the same. I know you're a big uh, you're a big hockey fan. Huge Ranger fan. Yeah, you watch your Rangers all the time. Huge Ranger fan. But uh, yeah, hockey's hockey's kind of like football on skates. Yeah. More, it's like lacrosse on skates. Mm, all right. But they get hit. Yeah. I think you can hit a lacrosse, can't you? Yeah, I think you can a little bit. You might be right. Never yeah. play lacrosse. Yeah. I like, you can hit in lacrosse. Yeah. Lacrosse has an interesting origin story. You know where, where lacrosse comes from? Uh, the Indians. That's right. The Native Americans would use the, the heads, the skulls of their slain. Mm. Yeah. Now, again. They have uh, the little thing with the basket. Yeah. Our our educated elites would have you believe that uh, you know the Indians were just sitting around smoking peace pipes all day, and you know it, it was it was the damn Western colonists that invented we, we talk warfare. Violence. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, lacrosse, fun game where you take your enemies, your slain enemy's head, and put it in a basket and throw it to your friends. They made the, toss it around. They made the ball a lot smaller. Yeah, there was a game that they played that was like kind of like basketball, but you had to like use your hips to hit the ball. This was like an Aztec game. I was gonna say, yeah, the Aztecs had something. Yeah. I think that was with a human head. That was as with well. a human head as well. Yeah, a lot. Of, hey, listen, you don't know. You can uh, do a lot with a human head. There's no waste. You know what I mean, you can't really dribble. Would you? You got to dribble really hard. Would you uh, drink 
out of the skull of your enemy. Sure. Who wouldn't? I, I, I think like that would be, uh, yeah, you know. How clean would the skull have to be, though? I feel like the uh, clean would have point. to be pretty clean. Yeah. You see yep. guys doing like shoeies? Where they What's like, a shoey? Or they take a shoe. Oh, yeah. They dump a beer in it. It's and the New Zealand guy, right? spit in it, too. You spit in it, too. Someone else does. Oh, like, that, that's kind of where I'm at. It's like, all right, the foot sweat, like, that's one thing. Like, I, I can maybe I could deal with that. I could, the mildew, I could say huh? The, yeah, you know what I mean? Maybe you could say the alcohol kills some of that. Probably not. Okay. But, but, and also, now you're walking around with a sopping wet shoe for the rest of the night. I'm going to tell you what, but I've never done a shoey. I think I'm okay. You know what I mean? What I happened? To, need, what's wrong with a cup? I don't need a shoey. I don't need a shoey. Yeah. I'll I don't just go one. straight from the can. But hey, uh, Ty, Ty Tuivasa. That's right. That's the fighter who's always, he's known for doing them, always doing does them. Shoes. I, I don't think he's gotten sick from it. Not that I've heard of. <sighs> it's it's got to beef up your immune system a lot, you know? Yeah, pass. Nah, pass. not for you. Pass. People take those little immunity shots with yeah. like, you know, ginger and vitamin C and stuff. Ginger. You do a shoey. Ginger, that's an, that's an immunity test right there. Little turmeric, little toe jam and turmeric shot. Yeah. How many uh, not subscribers a you want? How many subscribers you want to do a shoey? Oh, uh, it would have to be a lot. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a feet guy. Yeah. I'm not a feet guy. Uh, tied to Ivasa, by the way, not only does shoes from his own shoe. When he wins, he walks back yeah. and does shoeys from people in the audience. How Lots much would they need to pay you to do that, Mick? Uh, I don't know. Just just one. I can, you know, what I mean, I I don't. The thing that throws me off is when you gotta like you pass it around for the people to spit in it. That's freaking nasty to me. That's a lot. Like I could I could like. I don't know. I can I can like w- without seeing like all the foot sweat. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can I can like I could kind of put out of sight, out of mind. Yep. But then when when you pass around, everyone go <laughs> four people spitting in it, and then you're like, "Cheers!" <laughs> and drinking that thing. That's that's a little much for me. That's, that's too a little much. much for me. That's yeah. too much. Uh, that's uh, what's the point? Like, what's the point here? I don't know. I think it's just to make it as gross as possible. Just make it as gross yeah. as possible. Someone take a leak in it next. Yeah, to pull out a pubic hair, throw it in there. Yeah. Is that what we're doing? Something here? like that. Yeah, so it sounds like some now it you sounds won't. like some jackass shit. Yeah. And then yeah. the guy just like, ah, I do the haka. I'll I'll drink anything you give me. Yeah. Like, yeah, that just seems dumb. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bro. We get it. You're tough. I wonder if wonder if that comes from the, from the skull of your enemies type thing, too. Would you spit in? I would drink out of the skull of my enemy, Before but I, I still wouldn't want anybody to spit in it. Yeah. Before, I, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't. I, I have more of a issue with, uh, with uh, you know, the toe jam and the foot sweat. Versus the uh, maybe a little bit of brain particle. Yeah. Just make you smarter if you had a little brain particle in there. I like that. You know? I have drank uh, wine out of um, a woman's hoo-ha. Really? Yep. That was fun. Did enjoy that. Now, I'm trying to think of the logistics of that. Oh, it's a bottle. A bo- I think a you got to you gotta, you gotta turn the bottle up. That's right. And uh, the, the top of the bottle is submerged. That's right. And how how much uh how much go 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 how much is the bottle em- emptying? Not not a lot because it you remember you know they'll get alcohol poisoning pretty quickly. Uh. You know it see it seeps right on in there. Right. And then you know you just uh you know you can either you You've can done either, that one time. I've done a few times. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what. You do it once. You're gonna want to do it again. <laughs> Red wine. Of course. Yeah. 
Oddly enough, you would think red wine would be gross, but the white wine's way grosser. Why? It gets pretty hot pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Some a nice chilled bottle of, of <laughs> you uh, gotta have it chilled of, of uh, Chardonnay. You gotta, you gotta have it chilled. You gotta have it a little yeah. colder than you want it. Yeah. But red wine's supposed to be, you know, warm anyway. Okay. You know, and then you just red, you know, red wine pairs well with meat. Red wine pairs well with meat. Well, although white wine pairs better with fish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I I like uh I like cold red wine. I like ice cubes in it, but yeah. I know my grandpa used to do this is a this is a, a player ass move. He would chop up like fruit, right? He Freeze would, it. He would uh put it in the wine and then put the put like uh some like saran wrap over the top, put that in the fridge overnight. Solid. Let it seep in there. Solid. And you're eating this alcoholic fruit and stuff with it. That's the sangria. That's yeah. that sangria move. But sang- sangria, they also add like Sprite and other bullshit. Ah, they shouldn't. Although they, my most, most places do. My uncle Ralph, you, you got to make your own. My Ginzo uncle Ralph, who's recovering from uh, from uh, lung cancer and doing great. God bless him. But um, and and my aunt Lorraine, whose birthday was was yesterday. Shout out to you, Aunt Lorraine. Love you. Uh, Ralph does what what we call uh, the Guinea sangria. Does Diet Coke and red wine. Yeah. Mixes them together. AR is a big, uh, out and uh, shout out Hogs and Heifers. Yeah. Uh, saw a bunch of Hogs Uncle and Heifers. I should have taken pictures. I saw a bunch of Hogs and Heifers shirts at Bike Week. Yeah? Yeah. They should have. Yeah, I was, I was rocking mine, actually, this this, this weekend, Boy, hogs too. Hogs and Heifers. That's the if you're best. in Vegas, you got to go to Hogs and Heifers. got to go to it's Hogs. absolute must. Yeah. Tell them Mickey and G sent you. Tell them Mickey and G sent you. Yeah. And do not, under any circumstances, try to get on that fucking bar. Yeah. You, Unless you, you're a, a woman. Women are allowed. That's right. Women are allowed on. I'm just assuming at this point, after my fish comment, there's... There's no women left. I'm just assuming. Yeah. Yeah. That was good, though. (laughs) Pop rocks. Another one. Like eating pop rocks out of there. Yeah. That's... that's, Now, that's... You love sugar. That's fun for the whole family. (laughs) Give me me some sugar. sugar. I am your neighbor. (laughs) Pop rocks? You ever ever, ever done the pop rocks? Nah. Uh, Now we're... Hey. Now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah, snap, crackle, and pop. You really like to mix your favorite things. A little, little food and a oh, little, <laughs> little on, sex, huh? Buddy. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. Nutella and nipples. Come on. Come on. It's a mess. You're it's making a mess. a mess. You need a shower after this shit. What, are you not showering? Nah, I'm just letting it. Just, 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 just sit, living in it. You're just sitting in it? Just just basking in it. Just basking in it. Yeah. Uh, just just laying in the wet spot. The you got, yeah, you need to like have like a thorough scrub after... What what about you? Do you do you put anything on you and have the lady uh, eat that off? <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I do, I do. Big fan. What do you you put a uh, whipped cream around your 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 package? That's a stuff? testes thing. Whipped cream on the testes is is solid. That's a solid pull right there. Yeah. All right. Anyway, get that visual in your head. <laughs> no thanks. You just you I'm keeping it out. I'm not letting it in. Let it in. I'm not letting it in. Let it in. No. Let it in. Just just let it happen. You you don't now uh, you're giving me dialogue from your uh, you don't uh, now, this, now you're giving me dialogue from your excursions you, you don't uh, you don't you don't dabble with uh you don't you don't do the the food and uh you know, dinner in a movie you don't do the whole uh you know nah man really nah just it's business just very business oriented it's not very business oriented it's, it's just don't 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 put words in my mouth here it's, do you show up with a suit and tie and a briefcase i have a briefcase you do have a, briefca- have a briefcase you, this is the dossier for the evening madam yeah yeah that, yeah you uh, sign off on this you sign off on that yeah i got you, the i got the the kobe bryant that's right uh, consent in triplicate consent form yeah <laughs> if yeah. i can have you a thumbprint here yeah. please look into the camera 
Yeah, that's uh, interesting. It's so fun. It's like you're. That's like like a, that was that Chappelle show bit, right? Where he was like, he, he has like the uh, the form. Where they're like they're like all hot and heavy and like about to get in. He's like, all right, and now can you? And now she's like having to like <laughs> like sign and, and initial and like and and I need a thing here and yep. uh, another one there and turn the page. Okay, for sure. Yeah, that's that's yeah. quite a buzzkill. Uh, yeah, and check here if you plan on taking Plan B. <laughs> check here, please check here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan, man. Big fan. All right. Well, I'd be interested to hear what our uh, what our uh, commenters have have to think about that. You got they're you, into food play. I like food play. I like food play. Is that what it's called? Food play. I, don't I like know. it. That's what we're calling it now. I like food and I like playing. Food play. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. Uh, role playing. Big fan. Role playing. Big fan. Never thought I would be either. But then uh, you know, it, it this all happens like. It takes, like, one person to kind of, like, change everything, you know? Sure. Like, never thought, like, it's stupid. Like, you'd hear about it. It'd be, like, something like, you know. What if you what if, what if if you go, see, it's a dangerous road. That's a slippery slope. Because then what if, like, one girl's into, like, wants, like, you to, like, hit them. Mm-hmm. And then the only way you can get off after that is, like, by oh, hitting someone. Oh, you're not someone. kidding. And the, the role dangerous. play, the role play so in the food. It's dangerous, bro. Yeah, and you got to, like, you got to feel these, you got to feel these girls out a little bit, man, because... You you could scare them away. We from might me. need to practice some discipline here. <laughs> Just enjoy the <laughs> enjoy. You know, there's no going back, man. Yeah, there's no going back. Once once you know, so role food, play. The, the food play. Everybody's kind of open to those ideas. Some of the other stuff, they're not really as much. But the the food. Gerard be putting Skittles up his butt and like. <laughs> <laughs> putting pooting them out. Oh look, be candy. Oh look, he's candy. He's candy. James Woods over here. Yeah. Like that, like that one right there. That's a tough one, you know. What? That's a, she, you know. Once you get that butthole lick, there's no going back, bro. There's no going back. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't put that. You can't put that genie back in the bottle. And having that conversation, that's a tough one. That's a, that's a tough conversation. Yeah, a, you know, and I and I feel for that. You just kind of Gerard just like goes back and like holds <clears> your legs, <throat> like you want a diaper change. <clears throat> <laughs> um, don't forget my friend down what, here. <laughs> what? Uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you not doing? What are you not doing? Yeah, that's a that, that and that's that's a deal breaker for for a lot of them. I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, but I can't I can't blame them. Yeah, right. Can you blame need them? Need a need a power wash before for sure. Got to keep. You got to keep. You know. Got to keep it fresh. Got to keep it clean. Yeah. Yeah. These poor young ladies. What you put them through, G? Unbelievable. <laughs> The people in the comment, by the way, all seem to be on the side of food play, uh, except from our old friend, uh, Runaway Slav, whom we might, we might want to distance ourselves from. He asked, does forcing rum down her throat count as food play? I said, no, that counts as rape. Yeah, no forcing. Uh, forcing we don't like rum? forcing. Yeah. Like rum? She's drinking rum, rum yeah. and Red Bull. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what Amri said, we need to se- might need to separate ourselves from <laughs> Runaway Slav for a little bit. <laughs> Runaway Slav never Run coming al- back. Yeah. Runaway Slav. No forcing, brother. Yeah, no, no forcing. forcing. No forcing. No. Forcing rum down the throat. <laughs> yeah, crisscross. Honestly, I've never had trouble with a girl getting a girl to drink. I've had trouble getting girls to not drink. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Shout out! <laughs> no, no, no free shout outs. Um, yeah, it, it's. It, Did you get any food play up in Daytona? Little food play. Little food play. Little food play. 
Little FP for Pop Rocks. The big made, G. Pop, Pop Rocks made a. In a oh, know. so this is fresh on your mind. Yeah, it started with some Jelly Bellies. You know, you get. You know, you gotta. You gotta. You gotta like, hit the candy store before you go and tap that ass, bro. You some gotta, people like to smoke a cigarette after. I like a little sugar. I like a little sugar. After. I like a little, <laughs> little something a little sweet. Give myself a little something a little sweet. Little a little treat for all the hard little work. Sweet and salty. Little little sweet little, little salty. Little sweet little salty for yeah. all the hard work. You know. Yeah. Put in work, man. Get that heart rate up. It's you know. Yeah. That's hey, cardio. Doesn't say. It's a lot. At least the big guy's getting some cardio out here. A lot of cardio. Yeah. Shit. That's, I mean, that's hardcore cardio, depending on how you go about it. Yeah. So, uh, people in the comments, they they like the food play. They give any specific things. So, I'm I feel sh- like, I feel like you got to, like, you're doing all that. You're, like, I don't know. There's no, like, now now we're you're committed to just ladies, a lot of, lot of time here. Like, ladies, this, this is, is quite a production. Ladies, this is why. This is quite a production. This is why you want to find yourself a big man. All right? I know you're looking at Mickey and you got all those abs and you're like, that's going to be a good time. This guy eats nothing but fucking tuna fish out of a can. You don't want him shoving no fucking star kissed inside you. That thing's going to be disgusting. Star kiss? Yeah. Oh, this, like, a, like a can of tuna? Yeah. Like, you know, what, what are you going to eat? Some kimchi? That's what I'm saying. I don't, you, I don't, I don't mix. Gonna, I, don't be, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to. I don't mix this stuff. Because your food's terrible. Your food is is it's not sexy. You don't eat sexy food. No nobody you're not you're not eating goat curry out of anybody, buddy. I don't like want to. I don't want to burn anybody. That's what I'm saying. But like, you know, you wouldn't you when was the last time you even had Nutella? I've had Nutella, bro. Have you had when was the last time you had whipped cream? Intentionally. I don't know. Yeah. I don't make I don't I don't you're not I'm a not a little guy. making a Sunday kind yeah. of guy. Baby, you know? I am your I am your sugar daddy, girl. Whatever yeah. you want, little little one for me, one for you. No, there's no money involved, <laughs> but oh. I'll be your sugar daddy. Oh, there will be no money. Yeah, you're not getting a dime off. It's keeping it play. That's right. But but you want some? You want some sweet and low? Hey, you'd be surprised. You'd yeah. be surprised how far a, a nerd a nerd's road. <laughs> 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 imagine the girl goes to a guy no after this she's like what's going on and it's, and it's she's got like fucking like, yeah you have all these dyes and sugars <laughs> you have a fucking sour patch kid in in you. what the fuck yeah <laughs> nah so you gotta be you gotta you gotta be you know ready to go about uh nor- real life this guy's after. over here asking why my teeth were blue the other day my teeth <laughs> she's looking like he licked papa smurf's butt over here at the gym hey papa what is your thoughts on sugar daddies and sugar mamas? That's a big thing down here in South Florida. I say, hey, God bless. Really? Yeah. The sugar babies? Everybody's, everybody's getting something out of it. I don't know. I, I feel like it's, I don't know. I guess. What do you mean? What, what's your, your trepidation? You're thinking about, what do you think? It's kind of like prostitution? Yeah, I mean, like prostitution. You're selling yourself? Prostitution should be legal in my mind. I mean, consenting adults and all that, but it just, uh, it saddens me a little bit. Like, it's sad. Like, it's sad. And I agree, I agree with you. I think prostitution, uh, I don't think they're, you know, why people, if people want to do with, with themselves, I mean, obviously it goes down that slippery slope of, uh, you know, sex trafficking and, uh, you know, coercion. You know, forcing people to do things. Totally. But yeah, if 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 a girl wanted to take up for themselves, and you know what I mean, God bless. Let them do whatever they it's want. No different. Like we talk about this a lot on the podcast. It's the oldest. It's the oldest occupation. It is. You know, for sure. It's There's been no around since the beginning that. of time. From the very beginning of time. I want that bunch of bananas. Yeah. I have that bunch of bananas. What are you going to do? Are you gonna do what are you going to do that with those bananas? Yeah. Yeah. 
So tell me why. What's she your, got. What, what are you the worried about? The moral of the story was she got the bananas, guys. Yeah. Um, how did you figure out how? Yeah, so like. Jill the, came down with 250. <laughs> oh. You know. <laughs> <laughs> little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet eating her curds and whey. Then along came a spider who sat down beside her and said, Hey, what's in the bowl, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta love him. You gotta love him. Yeah, Dice is the man. So, you ever seen Dice's Instagram? Only from you, dude. Dice's Instagram is so funny. How funny is that? He's hilarious. Yeah. He just he just like he just goes and makes things awkward for people. <laughs> like he just, he's he's very funny on there. Yeah, I like you know. I wonder how Dice you know. But I think I think it's gonna turn around. I think I, you're starting to see it now that you know. All these celebrities are coming out like he's like starting to stand up to the woke mob and all this other shit. You know, they're going to act like. What are you talking about? Are you talking about sugar daddies and sugar? Well, sh- well sugar daddy, sugar mama, man. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, hey, consenting adults. But at the same time, like, I, it does sadden me a little bit. You know, like there's a difference between being legal and being moral. Right. We talk about that a bunch and. Right, you know, just because I don't agree with something doesn't mean I should think it should be illegal. Go for it if you want to do it. But I, well, no, we're not talking about legality here. We're just talking about like your opinion on those situations. I think Instagram and social pressures are forcing some women to commoditize themselves in right. ways that I don't think they would have before. Yeah, you know, I I talked to you know we've talked about. You know my the the ex I when I was playing right, she knew she was sitting on a golden ticket, like legitimately, like she knew that she had a golden. <laughs> I like the way you say that between her legs, she, she had, had a golden she was ticket sitting on a golden ticket, sitting on that it. thing. And th- there's like a certain thing, like as I've watched her grow up and like you know stayed friendly with her after we broke up or whatever. There's like a pressure that she feels and that she applied to herself that she had to like maximize this investment opportunity as opposed to just like finding love, raising a family, whatever those fairy tale things are. Like this isn't like, you know, they're commoditizing themselves. We we have friends, you know, that are like dabbling in that field and, you know, they're they're taking their Instagrams and Aspen and skiing in Tahoe and I'm like, Make forty grand a year. How the hell are you going to Aspen and Tyler? Right, like, not on their dime. <laughs> but know, I mean, yeah, if that's something. That? If that's something that Show us people whose want. That is. <laughs> yeah, right. You just see the. You just see the. It's it, they're behind the camera taking the picture. Whose boat is that? <laughs> that is not your boat. Yeah, I think uh, maybe part of it's jealousy that I don't have the boat. Could be. Maybe it's maybe I'm maybe I'm projecting on them my own insecurities that hey these sugar daddies are flooding the market with unrealistic expectations. I can't compete with that. So maybe it's my own projection. But maybe you could. Uh, but that doesn't mean you can't get yourself a sugar mama and uh, you know. I don't go, think go, I don't think it works play with both a nerd's ways. rope. Do you think with, it works? Do you think it works both ways? I don't think it works both ways. Why not? Because I'm not. Do you think if I think the it's the best of both worlds would be. If you if you actually like love that person, right? They love you, and like you know, happens uh-huh. to be like, you know, they just happen to be wealthy. Yeah, and twenty years older than you. I mean, I I don't know. Does that so uh, you say a sugar mom and sugar daddy has to be a big age difference? Does it? I think that that's the that's the kind of interpretation. The interpretation, or, or at least the expectation, is like. Typically, they are older. They're yeah. more established. They they're, spend they're, more time making paper. They're like an employee. Saving, doing they're, things. They're, they're, yeah, it's more of a client. Uh, 
It's more like a client relationship. Yeah, who wants? I, yeah. So then that, if it's like that, like who, you know, who wants that? That's, I think that's, that's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's kind of gross. It saddens me. It's, yeah. it saddens me. It saddens me to think like. I've heard people say your, your first marriage is about love. Your second marriage is about money. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Look, but maybe that's what Matt. Go ahead, Omri. Uh, I was going to say, gee, I, I don't think yeah, a sugar mama is in the cards for you. But if you're interested in a sugar what daddy, that I think that will be mean? really, that will be easy for you. Getting a sugar daddy, you can do that. Yeah, you want you to can do find that, one. G? Yeah, find sugar an older man. Sugar daddy? Yeah. Now, go, what's, be a bit, what's, go be a bear to what's some rich so guy? funny, you know what's so funny is when you talk to these girls that have done like the sugar baby stuff, every one of them insists that it's not about sex. Every one of them says, no, it wasn't even about sex. We just did things together. And it's like, uh-huh. uh-huh. We just did things together? What? Like go, uh-huh. to, go on a music so park So I fly your ass all the way out to Fiji, and we're on a boat where we've established the implication. There's an implication. We established the implication exists. And that's it. I just These guys just lavish these women with gifts, and you know, and then they come home. It drives me, it, it's, sometimes, sometimes, you ladies, I swear, there's a, a girl who was, uh, she was, like, telling me this story, and I think she really wanted me, to be on, like, wanted me to be on her side with this. She's like, so anyway, I worked at this bar, and this guy was, like, a client, he would always come in, and then he was like, I got this thing in L.A., do you want to come out to L.A. with me? And I was like, yeah, absolutely, and we were, like, friends, and then he flew me out to L.A., and then... The first night, he, like, tried to, like, do things with me. I was like, uh, yeah. You were surprised? flew you to L.A. She was like, wait, wait, you're on his side? I'm like, absolutely. Ain't no such thing as a free lunch, baby. Yeah. You know, I feel like that, The you know, you flew out to L.A. With him. To be with him. Staying at his place. And then she's like, no, it just I made him get me a hotel room. I would have been like, wow. Okay. You can go get a hotel room, but your credit card works, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like my credit card's maxed out as far as you're yeah, concerned. It's, maybe it's a little misleading. So if you accept a trip like that, you you you're saying you got to be they got to be willing to put out. I I don't understand what they think the trip would be for uh, anyway. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. I don't know. I guess then in that in that case it's like they're just defrauding this guy. They're just like <laughs> They're just like they're just using them, you know. Exactly. Like, like, so wait, he's the bad guy in this scenario. You were the person who 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 wasn't like you said. That's the perfect word. You were you were defrauding this gentleman. Yeah. Or you or you just you think, just wanted to go see Disneyland. Yeah, I got a lot of friends. I have so many friends. Don't need more friends. Yeah. I'm okay on friends. Yeah. Don't need companionship. Yeah, you want to eat nerds ropes and I'm just play saying, with some whipped cream Nutella. I'm just saying. Can't do that yeah. one, buddies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got enough guys to play Madden with. Yeah. You know? Come out to L.A. I'm also not paying for my boys to come out to you L.A. You don't play any video games, do you? Not a big video game guy. Yeah, I mean, Used to be a big video game guy. What was your big video game? I loved them all. The, the last one I played was GTA and then... Oh, those are fun. It just it just takes so much time out of my day. I just had to, like it was almost like a drug for me. I you know I'd have work. Well, it is a drug in the morning because it it uh it it messes with like your dopamine and like your takes your reward systems and you're like yeah I'm getting coins like <laughs> this is good. But really, it's nothing. 
What am I? But I mean, actually, nowadays people can make money playing video games online and doing stuff. So maybe there's something to that. But I, I don't think that's what you were doing. One of my favorite comedians, uh, guy from back in Jersey named Mike Sicoli, has a great bit where uh, he says, <laughs> "My life is so much better online." Like, I totally get why these people don't go outside. I totally understand yeah. it. You know, my life is so much better in Grand Theft Auto, and I die a hundred times a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's not feeling that. Yeah, I got houses. I got cars. Yeah, I, got, got, I got money. And I die. He's like flexing to like chicks. He's like, yeah, I got this big helicopter. I got this and that. She's like, oh, really? Can yeah, I see? Yeah. He's like, yeah, come over. Yeah. And then loading. He's going to hop in the Honda to go do it, yeah. you know. Go do a bar show. That's why it's it's scary, like, with this metaverse stuff. Like, uh, people are going to be, you know, they're going to come home from work. They're going to just put their headphone, their virtual reality on, and then they're going to just go, you know, check out and do that all night. Mm-hmm. You know? that They're going to live most of their life in, in these fake worlds. Yeah, for sure. Well, there'll be whole ass economies. I mean, you know, we see it, like, with Zoom meetings and stuff like that now. Imagine if, like... There's an See, actual what Zoom virtual, meetings? so there's an actual like virtual workplace. Imagine if instead of getting on a Zoom meeting for like eight hours a day and doing you know remote work, they actually were was like VR work. You you have to go around the office and like I could show you this copy. You got to get on the VR. Come over to my office and there, there's like this this VR environment where mm-hmm. you there's real world application. You know, you're a right. doctor and you're in. Whatever you're in Wisconsin, but you're one of the best orthopedes in the world, and then you you throw on the VR goggles and you're sitting there and you're 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 doing surgery, and it's the robotics that are connected to your synapse are like doing the surgery from remote. You know, you're getting cut open by a guy in Wisconsin, but you're laying on a on a on a bed in in uh, you know Florida. Like it's the the world's trending in that direction. Well, shit, I mean, if they're going to do a good job, yeah, then whatever. But, yeah, I don't know. I was more thinking of just, like, losing your actual, like, this because there's so much, like, good stuff act out in, like, the real world with our nature. You Te- know what I mean? Technology doesn't we scare just, me with that. People could just shut down. So when did you stop playing video games? Uh, Right before the pandemic. Oh, really? Right okay. before the pandemic happened. So I stopped, like, I don't think I was playing video games in high school. Uh. But I will fuck around, and I'll give anybody the work in Super Smash Brothers on N64. Still. 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 That's hardwired technique, bro. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I, I, I have uh, one of those down here, too. I wasn't, like, a massive... I put the beats on someone. I, I didn't, I didn't want to... Until GTA, I wasn't one of those guys that spent, like, you know, 10 hours a day playing video games. I'd play for, like, an hour you know, especially when the games got away from the story. I was a big, I like the story in the video games. Like, beating the game is something I liked. That's what you like. I don't like just running around, killing each other. And, that seems kind of fun, though. Eh. To run around and, like, you know what I mean? You're th- shooting your rocket launcher at your buddy, and he's diving and stealing a car to go crash it into you. To me, it's fun for, like, an hour. Yeah. And then let's go do something well, That's else, good. You know. That's good. That's good. Uh, some people be doing that, like, 12 hours. Shelby. Just sitting there drinking... Uh, Mountain Dew and yeah, our friend you know. Shelby. She gets after it. She likes like Skyrim and all those like yeah. you know open world games and stuff. You know, those. yeah. I'm not hating. Like I, a part of me is like kind of jealous. My my mom used to bust my balls about it though. Really? Like yeah, she would, like if I was like like even not just as a kid like I'd have, like she she just wouldn't want me like playing it much. But I I think there's something to that. 
Like I like I get it. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it's it's better to be active and you know live in the in the real world. But there's also if that's a way like you relax or or, you, or if you can make money doing that, you know, God bless. So what's your what's this? This is like the the third time you've brought up this connection to nature. What's your thoughts on? You think we're we're becoming disconnected from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do. I think that's a lot of the reason for like people like being like depressed and people getting like sick and a whole bunch of other shit. We should be out. We got. We should be. You should be out in the out in the world a little bit. You know what I mean? Out in. Uh, I hate to just keep saying nature, but you know what I mean. Like out or out in the sunlight, out in the you know, amongst the, the trees and the shit like that. Yeah. Uh, hey, Mickey, I got a question from the chat uh, that kind of relates to that. Is there, this is coming from our old friend, Runaway Slop, is there something outside the cage that you feel brings you a similar amount of adrenaline or do you seek anything like that out or what do you think that would be? Um, I guess the closest thing to that, and it's going to probably sound a little redundant, would be like training you know, being in the gym and I, you know, I get to fight like every day a little bit, you know what I mean? I get to like compete and, you know, grapple. I, li- I like to compete. Um, like I've been, I have fun playing pickleball with G. I would do like three practice. I would do like two practices. I would do yoga and then I'd, I'd be on my way back. I hit up G and he'd be like, yeah, I'm at the pickleball court. And I was like, all right, I'll come. So I I'd basically do like four workouts those, those days, you know? Um, so yeah, pickleball is fun, but I, yeah, I like, it's nice being active and like, like doing things that, that makes me feel good. I like, you know, I like using my body and I like, you know, if I, I like games, like there's even card games I could have a good time playing, you know, like there, I got, I got a couple card games that I could, I could play chess, for hours. Chess I like chess. Day. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I do believe activity is remarkably important as you age, finding activity. You know, I look at. You know, my own father, love him dearly, but, and this is where the Northeast, I think, kills you, man. It's like you sit in traffic, you sit at work, you sit in traffic coming home, go to bed. I mean, 65, you know, he looks a lot older than the 65-year-olds down here. It's easy to fall into a sedentary lifestyle. Incredibly easy. It's like you got Netflix, you you can... You know, it's cold outside. You can Uber eat some food. They deliver you food. You know what I mean? You get it. You can get, you could, you could live a whole life. Without leaving your house, you got, you know what I mean. It's yeah, just but I shocking. Think it's, but I think you got. If you make yourself do that, you're gonna feel better. If it's so shocking, we're gonna turn gray, sitting inside, being sick, becoming something that we're not. You know what I mean? We're gonna we're gonna become, you know, more like, like look, we're gonna be like aliens. Molly. We're gonna be we're gonna be like skinny, have like some strong thumbs, <laughs> and like, you know, or skinny or fat, and have like you know these. Big old alien heads. It'll be that skinny be... fat body. It'll be that Kid Rock skinny fat. You know. Yeah. But but it is true. You see the people down here, like pickleball court. You see the seventy five year olds on the pickleball court, man. They look like they're fifty five. You see Killer Cav. Mm-hmm. You know, Killer Cav looks you know twenty years younger than he is because he's just active. He's out. He's about little shit like walking on the beach every day, man. It, it matters. Like activity matters. It really is a use it or lose it type of meat suit we've got here yeah you know if if you are around active people you will remain active you ever see like people that are like like, as cliche as this is if you're around wealthy people you're gonna end up wealthy Mm -hmm. if you're around active people you're gonna end up active you know the the environment that you put yourself in you know i was just talking with with uh somebody yesterday um and they're struggling with uh alcoholism and i was talking with them you know, and kind of telling them, you know, my story a little bit and, and 
with them. They've gone to uh, rehab a couple of times. And and they're trying, but also at the same time, I don't think that they are. I think that they, they kind of want the best of both worlds. They want the life that they have with the people that they're friends with, but then they, they want like this moderation that they just aren't, they're incapable of. They don't know when the party's over. They don't know when enough is enough. And my thing to him was, you got to get out of here. Got to get some probably a different set of friends. You got to get out of here. You got to get out of this environment. You got to get out of this place. You got to get out of the triggers that you have. You got to get away from the friends that you have. Yeah, you should go to like a an AA. Oh, he you know is. I mean, and like meet meet some AA people that you you like, that you can vibe with. You know what I mean? Yes, but yes, but no. He's doing that, but then he's coming back into the environment that triggers him. Yeah, I think, and I don't know. And there's what I think that it's gonna at least. That's gonna. You got to take time. You got to separate from that that old environment for a little while. Yeah, I you think know? yes, for sure. But I I don't think you can. This you have to reinvent your personality. You have to reinvent who you are when you're when you've been known as the party guy or whatever. When you've been known, and it's all your failure. When you're home, you see all your failures. You see the ex that you know your your actions probably forced away. She's living her life and she's had all of these triggers are there for you. Just you gotta go somewhere else and start over, all right. And this is not. This is just my opinion. This is what I've seen from my friends. This is what I, I've seen from family members. So I've seen for myself. If you're doing the same things in the same place, it's going to be incredibly hard to do them differently. Sure. If you're around like, the same people, going to the same places, it's going to be very, very hard for you to do those things differently. Especially if those people aren't on board with the changes that you're trying to make. Right. It's going to take a lot more discipline out of you. It's going to be so much more trying and difficult. It's like kind of what you're saying is like the definition of insanity. You keep doing the same things. You know what I mean? Expect a different result. And let's be, on, and be brutally honest with yourself. If you had that type of discipline that Mick's talking about, probably wouldn't be in the place you're in to begin with. So make it That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yourself. you would need like a superhuman discipline. Like it's, it's, that, which, it's not easy. Which you don't have. Because but you can develop. You don't have it now, but you you can develop. You can, sure. like you said, how you can you people can reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. Be whatever you want. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. And it, but it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Make it easy. Make it as easy as you can on yourself. Totally agree. It's it's hard. These things are hard. These changes are hard. Yeah. You know, like you know, cliche as it sounds, be kind to yourself. Like, bro, you know, go away. Like. Build that discipline somewhere else without all the weight of all of your other failures and everything else hitting you in the face every time you go somewhere. Go go somewhere and do, you know, reinvent yourself. Do something that you need to do with people you need to do it, mm-hmm. you know. I, I'm a huge proponent of that. You know, it's fight or flight, but sometimes the best fight is flight. Like, you need to go somewhere. You need to go to the mountains, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like people would say, go to the desert, you know. You know, Jesus walked 40 days in the desert. Man, he might have needed the time. Yeah. I just need some me time, man. I'm out here saving everybody else. I just need some me time, you know. Yeah. Let me just chill out a little bit. Dude, there's no shame in unplugging the work on yourself. You got to live with yourself every minute of every day. If you don't like who you are or where you are, change it. Because it's not, it's it's not going to change without you making the effort to change it. Yeah, you know, and that's just the conversation I had with somebody over the weekend. And it got me thinking, and and it's not a failure, and it's not admitting failure. You're not a failure. Sometimes, man, you just you just need to switch it up a little bit. Like, hey, man, this 
this locale is not working. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's only, it's only a failure if you don't learn from the losses. Yeah. Turn your losses into lessons. You learn. You learn how to adapt or, and make changes. If you just keep repeating and stay on the same cycle, then it's a failure. Yeah. You and know? you're, you know, and then, and and to me, that's that's unfair to the people, you know, that you love. You know, you, on a certain way, like you owe it to them. You owe it to them. You owe it to them to work on yourself. You know, it's it, you're 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 not yeah. their burden. No, I th- and and I think taking that even a step further is that you you owe being your best self, not just to yourself, but to to all the people who believe in you and love you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. You, it's it's like it's your obligation. Mm-hmm. You, sh- you and I think we should feel that way. That like you know, what I mean, if if uh, if I you know just sit back and don't train for my fights, then I go out there and get my ass kicked. Like that that that'd be super disrespectful of me to do to uh, like my family or sure. my, and my friends, people who love me that are rooting for me, even the people who are betting on me. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's like and and you can extrapolate that. And apply that in so many different ways. Like you, you know, you should you you should be as happy as you can be because it's, it's going to make the people that love you happy to see you happy. You know, yeah. Take that a step further. I love that mentality. Take it a step further. These people made an investment in you. Parents driving you to places mm-hmm. when you were younger. You know, spending the time, taking taking the time out of their lives to help you live your dream. You know, it's that that's that kind of why. You know, that's yeah. that why, that's that mentality. You know, and we, when I was playing, you know, there was games. It, it's you, you end up hating baseball. Like, it's just too much. You're like, man, 140 fucking games across the country. Like, it's just a lot, right? And the politics. But then you do. You sit there and you're like, you sit there and you think about your father sitting in traffic to come back and coach you and how, you know, how he busted his ass for you and the people that, that – made these sacrifices for you. They saw something in you. They they helped cultivate your talent. They gave a part of them. They mm-hmm. gave a part of them so you could live your dream. Yeah, you, you do. You you do owe it to them. It's it's not just, you know, about your personal glory. They they've they owe they have a part of that. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a motivating factor for sure. Unless you're an absolute fucking narcissist. Yeah. That's that's got to be a motivating factor, you know. Sure. You you carry the whole you carry the whole team with you, right? Now that's now that gets taken too far sometimes, where people that you met once in life think that you owe them fucking something, or you owe the sure. town that you come from, or like, you know, we see that unfortunately with a lot of people who grew up in the inner city or something, and it's like you know you got to bring everybody with you. You do not. There's right. like five people you probably actually owe, you know, maybe yeah. like six, but. That doesn't that doesn't make their contribution any any less, you know. Sure, I I, I don't know. That's hard too. Uh, that you said that because um, I personally like I feel that thing. Like I want to like uh, like and, and that was something like my dad had to say. Like I, I like wouldn't it wouldn't it be nice to be able to f- like buy out like a whole block of houses and like put all your friends up in it, like all that shit? Isn't that like you know what I mean? But it's it's. It'll it's never hard. be enough. It's hard. It's it's hard to it's you know it's it's hard. Like you gotta, it's it's a hard line where you want to take everybody with you mm-hmm. and you want to um, build everybody up and you know provide opportunities and you know bags of money for everybody. But it's 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 not as like you you do in a way have to focus on yourself. 
You know, either that, that makes sense. Totally. Or you listen to Slick and Thick and Chaz Palminteri gave you the answer. Ask all your boys for five G's before you get before yeah, you get broke off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but unfortunately, see who's really there. Unfortunately, they all listen to us. <laughs> They're yeah. all gonna write the check. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be walking around with twenty five thousand of the most useless dollars. Yeah. Shit. But I hope I don't ever make anything on myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's true. Yeah. Look, man, I mean, I, I feel for people. I really do. You know, and, and my, my mentality has changed on it so much as I've gotten older because, you know, you think of like dare and all these people are idiots. Anybody who did drugs is an asshole or, you know, like like these are just derelicts and yeah, degenerates, degenerates. And sometimes, you know, criminals, right? Like somebody does something wrong, they catch a felony and it's like, hey, man, he got caught up. He's a good guy. He just got caught up, mm. you know, and, and, and that's. You know, I guess that's that's the the good thing about age. You know, it's odd who so many people become more judgmental. I think I found myself becoming less judgmental, uh, except I become judgmental of the people who are judgmental. Right. You know. Yeah. And circumstances is, is so interesting, and I and I wonder about like dare. You know how we how we go. I think a about- lot of like judgment judgmental is like people just trying to feel better about themselves. Totally. You know what I mean? Like they they. People want to just feel like, ah, like, you know what I mean? I think it's, it's so, like, I think the the easiest job in the world is to be, a, like, a life coach. Because it's so easy to tell someone else what to do <laughs> and, like, through go through someone else. Oh, yeah. gee, just drink water and totally. go, you know, ex- like, so, exercise and go out. And be, dude, gee, <laughs> just be happy, dude. Just be happy. Just, I, hey, make it a great day, bud. Yeah. Make it a great, you know what I mean? Like, it's it. so easy to, like, to, to, like, like I think it's it's such like a kind of a cop out. Like like I always say, everybody's uh is is like a hypocrite. Like it's easy totally. it's easy for me to tell you what to do, but what am I doing actually to make myself uh, happy? Am I doing the, all those things? Yeah, every every life coach I know drives a Toyota and lives in a one bedroom apartment, unless unless they're like you know selling courses online about right. you know how I got rich in thirty five days. Follow my thirty step course, and the thirtieth step is make a course about how to get rich. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how you get rich is make a course about how to get rich. But you know, yeah, it, it's uh, I had a I had a dude back in the day. Uh, you were saying something about the Dare program. I will. Too. I'll get back to that. But the um, I had a dude back in the day, like really coming after me hard to be my financial advisor, and like just was too much, like heavy on the sales. Like it wasn't. I was trying. He was a friend of a friend. I was trying to like be nice to the guy, and then finally, I just had to tell him one day. I was like, "Bro, I make more money than you. Yeah. Like, I'm not. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm not putting you in charge of my money. You, you, you. Here's the thing. I think that guy could be good at. At maybe that. but it, i'm just saying it's it's not it's like it's easy when it's easier when it's not you and yes. your actual your ass isn't it isn't on the line and your ass isn't you know the and one i'm and i'm not a material guy i'm not a material guy but when you're out here like you know i know you sell weed and i know that you, i can see your car is a broken down honda that that's running on a donut i'm not giving you my money yeah you're no yeah. show me that show it prove sure. it you know like prove it so, sorry, there's some jobs where I'm not, people don't need to bet on you. And people want to say that. They want to, like, hype themselves up. Like, I'll show you. Show me. Yeah. Show me, please. Like, it's not that I hate you. Show me. I'll give you more money than you're asking for. But show me. Like, prove it. Everybody wants it now. Everybody deserves it. You don't deserve shit. Prove it. Mm-hmm. Prove it. You want a life coach? How 
you know, would you go to a personal trainer? Would you go to a personal trainer that was 400 pounds? No. That dude might have a PhD in kinesiology. But you're like. Yeah, he might know his shit, but. Yeah, show me. I know show me. Yeah. Show me. You might be the smartest dude on earth. Show me. Sure. Yeah, you got you to gotta live it. You got to live it, bro. So the dare thing, going back to that. Right. You're the, talking about degenerates and well, this, criminals. This kind of goes back to we were talking about like school and how they do things. And just as you get older, you Speaking realize. Of criminals, too. Uh, criminals are only the ones who get caught. True. Very true. Right. Probably a lot of people who break the law but don't get caught. Yeah. They're called politicians. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> That's gross. It's that. grotesque. You see the January 6th, this January 6th shit? Yeah, how uh, that they really miss, uh, I'll say misled and like withhold f- footage. The dude in the Viking hat, yeah, who looked like in the videos looked like like King Douchebag. Yeah, turns out he's a Navy SEAL who's been praying or, for the cops. Maybe he's a SEAL. I don't know. He wasn't a SEAL. He was in was the Navy. Veteran, he was yeah. a vet, and he was uh he was being led through the through the was it where where were they breaking Capitol into? building. It was the Capitol building. He was being led through by cops yeah. and like being like, like they're trying doors and like they were assisting him yep. this whole time. He gets in there. He like says a prayer for, for the, he's like, hey, thank you to like the cops and thank yep. you. Like he's like praying and like they call him the something shaman. Yeah. They said five cops died that day. No cops no died cops that died. day. Five, four of them committed suicide months later. It, it's, he's were still in suicided? jail. That guy Jacob is, we don't know. That guy well, Jacob is still in jail. Jacob I have a, I have a friend who I think was the first uh, person uh, convicted. Really? Yeah. He, he did punch a cop on video. He punched a cop? <laughs> yeah. He deserves what he got. He punched one. Yeah. He's, and uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I think it was, you know, I, I, I can speak to him as a person. He's punched me in the face as well uh, in the, in the, in the room. Yeah. Um, time and place for everything. Yeah. It wasn't the right, it definitely wasn't the right place. But uh, at the same time, it's like kind of like mixed. Cause I feel like he also, you know, it's hard, it's almost hard to say. Like I don't I I don't agree with what he did by any means. It's he he got what he deserved. It was you know that shit was terrible and stuff. But also like he I I don't I know he also you know like he he used to like train like like special needs kids and like help. Like I know he's also he's also like a as is a big brother to a lot of sure. people. You good know? people were capable of doing bad things. Bad 100%. people were capable of doing good things. But but back to uh, we we just a little little factoid. Yeah, but but what we're seeing here is this worship of state that drives me out of my mind. These motherfuckers serve the public. They don't rule. Who are you talking public. about? The, the politicians. Politicians. And they and so the politicians are the ones that that slant like slanted the story and didn't give the full like did only didn't show all this footage of this guy being led around Correct. by cops. And, and it's they, not just Democrats. And they gave right. I know. I, I yeah. That you're talking about that Tucker Carlson. I'm talking. Uh, I'm piece. talking. Uh, Kinzinger, who's who who ended up and and Liz Cheney, both of them thankfully both got voted out. Mitch McConnell, they, these are global elites. These are people that believe government are elitists. A their their authority is supersedes our rights. They they don't represent us, the people. They represent their global interests. They represent their own power. It's incredibly important for people to understand this. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care if you're a liberal, conservative. If you are an American right now in 2023, the biggest 
thing to take from the last two, three years, and if you don't take this thing, you're, you're, you're really putting yourself in peril, is that our government no longer represents us. I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat. Our government is not representing the people, and that is a dangerous, dangerous place to be. We got uh, gee, we got a we got a question from the chat that I think is a is a great uh, segue into that. Uh, this is from Sam Breitstein. He says, "What's the solution to move society from putting their focus on trivial matters like the Oscars and into subjects that will move our country forwards or more productive things?" Kind of like what you were just talking about. And uh, a special handicap for you: you can't say having these conversations on my podcast. <laughs> well, the number one thing is having the conversation on the podcast because you don't get to tell me what the fuck to do on my own show. Um, did Wait, did, did Omri put that in there? Or was that from Sam? <laughs> was that an Omri caveat? Uh, no, that was a me caveat. Yeah. That was a, an, an Omri caveat. Uh, pe- people are becoming aware of what's happening. The awareness really is the first thing, right? Like, it, we go back to being an alcoholic. The first step is admitting you got a problem. Getting people to admit that the the government and the media are colluding against us, the citizens, is a very, very hard thing to do. People don't want to admit it. They want to, they want to say you're crazy. They want to say you're a conspiracy theorist. They want to say anything but the fact that the system is colluding against them. They don't want to see it for what it is. I think it scares them. The or, people? Yeah. Right. And admitting that we have the problem is is number one. Number two is normalizing like respectful disagreement where somebody disagrees with something and you don't get into a fight with them and tell them they'll go fuck themselves and this and that smile say hey look i i appreciate where you're coming from i just see it differently and then what i like to do in a in a setting if especially if it's a public setting is immediately bring up a topic of conversation that i think we're going to agree on and find common ground Right, so like I'm here and I'm talking about this. You know, He's like, yeah, chicks are hot, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, no, seriously, like low, like that, like uh, lowest common denominator stuff works. Yeah, the Oscars are popular because everybody likes, you know, everybody likes movies, everybody likes music, you know, everybody. Now, unfortunately, these institutions have been hijacked by politics. They've been completely hijacked by special interests. But at the end of the day, people like movies and they like. We like discussion as people, and we like disagreement as people, but we like playful banter. We're like, you know how puppies, like, fight with each other, but then it's all love, you know? Like, that's kind of like when we have a conversation it's about adorable. movies. One of, nothing I love watching more than puppies. You have a com- but there's no stakes, right? If I say, you know, I, I hate the fact that Quentin Tarantino has a foot fetish in every movie, you know, you can disagree with me. I don't hate it. I find it as a nice, fun Easter egg. Well, now do I now do I sit here and I, I take what you said, your disagreement, as an attack on my worldview and philosophy, and I call you a Nazi for thinking that, like, and I degrade you? No, that that's what a lunatic would do. Right. But that's our public discourse has been overran by lunatics. And I the third part of this, Omri and Sam, who asked the question, is utilize ridicule. We have to get out of this fucking idea, this super woke PC movement where you have to be nice to people who don't deserve you be they don't deserve either your empathy or just your your So you're, it seems like etiquette. you're taking it a step further. So you first you're saying you you when you disagree you try and you go to the lowest common denominator find common ground. Sure. And then That's step 1. And then you're saying when that doesn't work yep. and they continue to push and then you, you turn to ridicule. As the great 
As the great Dalton from Roadhouse once said, be nice until it's time to not be nice. Right. And then don't be nice. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's this idea that everybody deserves empathy. You No, you don't. Because you've weaponized it. You've used, you've turned the best part about us. The best part about humans, our empathy for one another, our sympathy for each other. And you've turned it into a weapon to be used against us. You have literally taken our kindness for weakness. Mm -hmm. So now, if we're overtly kind to people, you're a sucker. Because they don't show us. being taken advantage of. They don't show us the same kindness. They don't they don't give us the same benefit of the doubt that they demand of themselves. So that that's where I kind of fall on that, Sam, is A, identify the problem, B, find common ground, C, implement ridicule. Give an example. Uh the 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 stupid argument over uh trans um rights taking over the uh the drag show right like everything now comes down to you know if something is happening in the media and, and we saw this on uh on the slick and thick instagram page which is uh at slick and thick show which you guys should check out uh, you know ryan montgomery and, and scrappy those videos are going viral and there must have, they must have gone on some Reddit page because then out of somewhere twenty comments, all the same comment. Yeah, but drag, but drag shows are are the real problem. But drag show, no, okay, drag show is not the real problem. There's no problem with drag. You want to dress in drag, go for it. Dennis Rodman is my favorite basketball player of all time. Mrs. Doubtfire is one of the greatest movies ever. Nobody has a problem with drag. They have a problem with the ten inch fucking dildo. And the sign that says it's not going to lick itself in front of the five-year-old kid. Yeah, that should be done in like a, in like a strip club setting, without children. Yeah, no, no children at strip clubs. No children. At Why does every drag show drag have shows. to be a stripper or a male review? Like, why? Like, how come nobody's dressing up like Nancy Pelosi? You want to? You want to be a drag? Dress up. There, there's still boundaries, right? There's yeah. still ba- and like so this idea that. That if you insist on public boundaries for people who live alternative lifestyles, you're somehow a bigot. I wouldn't want a stripper. And I love strippers. I wouldn't want a stripper with her titties out reading the kids. It's, it's, right. it's inappropriate. Yeah. So I don't want your fake titties out reading the kids either. It's inappropriate. I, I, and I feel like even having to have this conversation is is a joke because this well, is yeah, it's a little bit of that like smoke and mirrors type thing it's like get a like similar kind of to what sam was saying like it's getting us focusing on other shit while some sleight of hand stuff's going on at the top there's no doubt about that you know yeah because the more we fight about you know hey black people white people hey trans rights the more we fight about that the less we give a shit about how much money is going to the ukraine yeah With the, 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 we're, if we're tuned in for the oscars we're we're, we're not worrying about that yeah we talk about it all the time, man. When was the last time somebody brought up credit score? Yeah. When was the last time one of these equality social justice warriors brought up how unbelievably you want actual systemic poverty and systemic racism? Credit score. Credit score. You know, credit score, when you go to apply for a new credit card, it lowers your credit score. So let's say you need credit. 
Just the action of looking for credit lowers, makes, it, it, they literally, it's, they're writing themselves in a, a VIG. So if your credit score gets lowered, all that means is that your rates go higher. So by you looking to use credit, they've written it into the rules that that makes credit more expensive. Mm-hmm. It's fucking unreal. Yeah. It's unreal. Who's regulating that? We got yeah. the, pr- the price of money. The poorer you are, money is more expensive. Does that make sense? Yes. So how the fuck is anybody ever supposed to get out of poverty? If you're poor, if you're rich, right, you don't need the money. They give you as much as you need. You can walk into a bank tomorrow. You got an 800 credit score and you got $100,000 in the bank. They will write you a check tomorrow for $1 million. No questions asked. Mm -hmm. Really what people should do. I mean, well, this is fraud, so you definitely shouldn't do this. Do not do what I'm telling you to do because it's illegal. But you should take out a student loan, but get the loan made out in cash to you, and then you write the check to the school. Don't have it sent directly to the school. Because if you're a 17-year-old with no credit, they'll give you $100,000 tomorrow to go to, you know, you know, jerk off university to, to learn basket weaving. But if you yeah. want a $100,000 loan to start a small business where you're, you're doing – you're making acai bowls in a in a in a cart you know what i mean making some dough nobody will write you that check yeah nobody so what's that say why why would they give you all the money in the world to go to school where you get where you get no income yeah but if you want to start a business sorry bud yeah you gotta have some you gotta have some money for that crazy yeah. Nobody talking about that. Yeah, it's fucked up. And so anyway, just to finish off that dare thing, by the way, instead of telling me, um, instead of telling kids that if they do this, they're going to die and using the scare tactics and stuff like that, I, I just think they should just show videos of, of dudes. You know what I mean? Like just show. Oh, the dudes like zonked out yeah, at just, the store. Like yeah. you don't want to be like this. Just so. show, just again, because I think ridicule is a powerful tool. You know, I, I, you know, you tell us, did you answer on how to ridicule? Well, I would do friendly banter. I would, I would, I would, I don't ridicule the person. I ridicule the idea. You you should let people know that, you know, their ideas are, 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 cause they're, they're a lot of these people, I believe, and I could be wrong. I think they come to these hard leftist ideas in particular because they're popular. I think that there's, you know, the, they're kind of like promoted by the zeitgeist. They see, they see this on TV and they're like, you know, how many times do you hear capitalism is evil and then you're an anti-capitalist, but you're at Starbucks on a cell phone, you know, like you're not an right. anti-capitalist. You just, this is what you've heard. So by making fun of that a little bit, gentle ribbing, hopefully they come to the understanding that, oh, I'm fucking lame. Yeah, Nobody I don't know if everybody's going to have the, the couth to gently rib, you know? They're not going to know how to navigate those waters as smoothly. Well, then the opposite of it is, you know, the next option is to balkanize. And that's where, you know, everybody blue goes to a blue state, everybody red goes to a red state, and then we see what's left in the next 50 years. Yeah. You know? And then I think a lot of blue state property will become pretty cheap and available after the inevitable collapse. You know, but who knows? Oh, there you have it. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? I I, I think I've genuinely, I think it took longer than I wanted it to, but I'm genuinely happy that a lot of people who I did not expect 
to kind of come around to this idea of the system being against them have finally kind of opened their eyes. Uh, well, I think more and more it. people are are uh, talking about it. I mean, look at that that uh, that thing you sent me, that Tucker Carlson thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I mean, how how many millions of people do you think heard that? A lot. I think that shit. We should like uh, link that in. Well, he's so, he's I so liked, I liked what, how he was talking about like that. Um, we're being lied to, and then the lies are being perpetuated, and that they're making us say lies to fall. Like, to, you know what I mean? To, that like, we know of, our lies. That we know our lies to like, like, kind of with the whole like men women thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just, just so you know who's in charge. I'm yeah. gonna make you say something that I don't believe, and I know you don't believe, but I'm gonna make you say it anyway. Men can get pregnant. Yep. It's like, uh, what? Yeah. Of course you know? they can. Yeah, you just got to go along with it. Obviously, making making lies easier. You yeah, know what I mean. And but you know, but again, part of the tactic is Tucker Carlson. Just by saying those words before even watching it, people will be like, "Oh, he's a liar." What's, so he's, what's, he's 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 a crazy right wing wingbat. Is he a crazy right wing wing wingbat? I don't know. I thought he sounded pretty smart on that thing. He is. He's undeniably smart. He's he. And is, I thought he sounded like 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 seemed pretty honest and uh, pretty like forthright. I think Tucker Carlson uh, is he's he's clearly right wing. He has he has a bias and he has an agenda. But I think as far as like showing his work is concerned, he's probably the best of the mainstream journalists at showing his work. Right. He has a perspective. He has a worldview, and he's certainly advocating for a perspective. So he's not unbiased by any sure. stretch. But he's also not incorrect. Who's who's a, a a good unbiased example? I think Matt Taibbi just went to uh, he he just you know did the Twitter files and then he went before Congress and he he was a far left wing guy for a long time. He was the editor of Rolling Stone and now Democrats absolutely hate him and they're going after him for exposing the Twitter files and he's sitting here going, wait a minute, you know, do you guys you guys care more about? protecting the United States security state, you know, than you do what's right. This was a, this was, this is the weird thing for people. This was a Bush Cheney initiative. The Patriot Act was this neocon Rumsfeld Cheney Bush's, you know, this kind of like Soviet era, Cold War era, you know, restriction of civil rights, but we need it because we're in a war. And we did it with the Patriot Act of 2001, and it's still going. Now it's being used against United States citizens. Yeah. You know, we got Merrick Garland, you know, more concerned with, you know, parents going to. to I don't know who that is, Merrick Garland. Attorney General? Of where? United States. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. He's more concerned with, you know, parents going to uh, PTA meetings, you know, and espousing anti government rhetoric, you know, than he is with. The actual government lying, mm. right? Like they they're they're only concerned about their own power, and that's that's you know. I guess the idea is that vote, who he was talking about was that who he was uh, Tucker Carlson was talking about saying he's uh, that you'd rather have a DA more con- uh, yes. more concerned yes. with with integrity. Than intelligence. Yeah, he he is he's like the top prosecutor for he's he's like the top legal guy in America. 
Okay. Right. And and he is a it's a remarkably powerful position. He can appoint uh district attorneys, he can appoint federal prosecutors. It's a really, really powerful position. That's kind of how the government run, runs now. Because these these are not like elected positions. So one of the ways that, you know, the quote unquote deep state or permanent Washington, whatever you want to call it, aka Illuminati, whatever you want to call it. Is being appointed. Yes. And these appointees so unelected. Correct. And then these district attorneys decide who to prosecute and who not, right? Like you said it earlier. You said it earlier. A criminal is somebody who's convicted. Yeah, been caught. Somebody who's been caught and convicted. I mean, if somebody decides this company did a criminal activity, FTX, but they donated to the right people and all of a sudden they're not being brought up on charges, right? That's the DA. The DA and the federal prosecutors, those are people that are appointed. Those are people that decide. A DA is appointed? In some places, a DA, a district attorney will be appointed. What about sure. the the big one, the one you're talking about? He's, he's elected, no? Who, the attorney general? Yeah. No, appointed by the president. It's, part of, it's a cabinet position, same as Secretary of State, oh, Secretary of Defense. We, we don't vote on any of these positions, which is something maybe, that, that's maybe something we'd like to, to look into changing. Yeah. Imagine you had a, a cabinet that, you know, the pr- well, it didn't work. They used to do it like this, and it actually didn't work. Why? So maybe, well, the president, so the way it started in America was the president is who won the election, and the vice president is who came in second. Right. And then, you know, Adams and Jefferson hated each other, and uh-huh. they would actively yeah. try to, like, undermine each other, and they, sure. they learned pretty early on, like, no, 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 we can't, we can't have it. All right, so don't, there shouldn't be a default position, but maybe you can have people running for each uh, spot. I would love two presidents. That- I would. I would love a president and a prime minister. I. Th- I, I think the job's too big for one person. I would love a president who is focused on uh, international affairs, and it's it's an international gig. It's a global gig, and it's it's global geopolitics. And then uh, like a prime minister who's focused on, um, like domestic affairs. Right. Because I think that those are two completely different jobs that need two completely different mentalities. Sure. I think the president who does. Uh, be so much delegating. The president must have to delegate so much. Absolutely, like Absolutely. incredible amount. Yeah, to try and cover all the like, even just to just cover domestic affairs. You know what I mean? Yep. There must be a shit ton of delegating. Now we're that's only now we got the other half of you know foreign affairs and all the other shit. He must have to. This, it's crazy. I saw a guy on Jocko Wilnick talking about. Um, uh, he worked in the CIA, and he would try to put. He would put together the. I don't president. think that's his last name. Jo- Wilnick, right? Is it Wilnick? I said just call him Jocko. Jocko, just to be right. safe. Wilnick. Anyway, <laughs> you got it. You know how to say it. I think it's uh, Willink. Willink. What'd you call him? Willink. 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 I think it's Willink. I got the N and the I backwards. My bad. My bad, Jocko. Jocko's badass, but he had the CIA guy who was a. Uh, he was a, a one of the people who put together the president's briefing, and they've got like to your point, they've got an entire world of information that they have to put into like this five page max briefing. And one of the things that like drove the CIA crazy about Trump is he was like, "I want one page, give me one page." And they're like, "We have a lot of shit yeah. that you need to know about." He's like, "One page, give me one page." <laughs> and like sometimes the like the CIA briefing would sit on the desk, and the guys would be like, "They'd look where it is on the desk to see if he's even looked at it." And uh, oh, like put it in the exact corner to see if it's been moved. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Trump eventually, he really hated the CIA. He didn't get along with the CIA. He didn't trust the CIA. The CIA probably, 
you know, this is just one man's opinion, probably colluded to get rid of Trump. The CIA did not like Trump. They, they out of everybody, the CIA is who wanted him gone the most. Um, and then they, they more than the blue hairs. Blue hairs were useful idiots for the CIA. It's something called a color revolution. People should Google that. Google a color revolution. We do it all over the world. We we meddle in elections everywhere. We meddle in elections in Africa, in the Middle East, in South Africa, in South America. We have been doing it for half a century. You know, since Eisenhower, and I believe the tactics are remarkably similar to what happened in 2020. It's it's called a color revolution. And tell me in the comments after this if you if you think I'm I'm full of shit on my tinfoil hat or if it's a oh my god moment for you. But yeah, do a little research on that. Where, where are you going, bud? I gotta use the bathroom. All right. Well, what do we got in the uh, comments here, Omri? And then we got to wrap up. Uh, let me look at that real quick. Um, I think that one of the better questions we've had so far. Let me just find it real quick. Um, hang on. Uh, this one is from Runaway Slav. I, I I think this is a it's an interesting thing. If you get penalized for being accused of something that you didn't do and the truth comes out, do you think you should get a free pass to do whatever you were accused <laughs> of? Uh, no, but we do have a big problem with um, now people being guilty until proven innocent and people being guilty in the court of, uh, you know, in, in – What's the, what, what is it called, guys? The court of public opinion. Uh, court, of, yeah. court of public opinion. In the court of public. I mean, we saw it with with we saw it with Duke Lacrosse. Those those kids were absolutely skewered. Duke Lacrosse. The story turned out to be completely nonsense. You know, we have a real, real, real serious problem in our current media environment of treating the accused as the guilty. And yeah, it's a big thing. If anybody's ever been in a relationship with somebody that always accused them of cheating, eventually you're like, I might as well cheat. If I'm getting all the fucking, if I get all the hate and none of the good stuff, what, what am I doing here? You know, I think this is something that the, the, the social justice community has to be very, very, very careful about when they push this all white people are racist narrative because 99% of white people are not racist. But if the idea is, by being a good person, and this goes with this goes to the woke thing. This goes to the PC thing. If I get nothing for being a good person, why? What's my incentive for being a good person? Like, what? Eventually, you're going to convince people to be the very monsters you're treating them as. So it's, it's you know it, it's a very interesting dilemma that you run into. Man, Fongul, I really had to urinate. Yeah, I've been holding out for like forty minutes. Welcome back, buddy. Yeah, I drink, I drink a lot of water, bro. Very well hydrated. It's hard to be the most hydrated and the least peeing. You know what I mean? Huh. Think about it. Yin and yang. Yeah. You got anything you want to take us out on today, bud? Uh, is there anything good uh, that I missed when I was... Uh, Court of public opinion. Like what? Uh, Runaway Slav had a question. I said anything good. Next question, Omri. What do you got <laughs> in the in the chat? I'm just kidding, Slav. <laughs> what do you got? What else you got in the chat, Omri, before we take her off? Uh, I got I got two quick questions. Uh-huh. One is how many subscribers do you need to start doing uh, live watch alongs for UFC events? Okay. And the second one is out of the out of the uh, other hosts of Gas Digital, who do you most want on your uh, show? Man, there's a lot of Gas Digital friends that we haven't had on. Um, obviously, we got our our OG Skanks. Yep. You know. Um, 
uh, I'm sure Gerard and Dave Smith could have have quite a quite a talk there. Yep. Um, Forget the host. I want C Dumps on. I want Ricky Ricardo on. I want Reckon It on. I want Unended Grimes on, man. I want. I noticed you, know, you didn't say Runaway Slav though. Runaway Slav. I want Runaway Slav, man. I want, dude. We got. We have some awesome people in the comments that are always coming around. Alexander Alexander Matthews. Hey, Ali, Ali Matthews. Uh, I want that. That's who I want. I mean, I'm more interested with everyday people. You know what I'm saying? But I, I would like. I, I would love to sit and listen to Mickey and Bisbing talk fighting. That'd be cool. Um, I, dude, I love the gas digital people. They're very funny guys. Uh, Godfrey, I find to be very, very should funny. Have, I'd love should, to talk social yeah, justice. We should with have those guys. Lewis on here to talk some shit when uh, when we're back in New York. For sure, that maybe for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch. Uh, who's that? The guy, uh, Mike Figs. I did a, a podcast with him with Shannon. Mm-hmm. Um, Shannon's should, awesome. Yeah, Shannon's awesome. We get it. We should we should get him on. He wants us to do his too. What I want to know from the audience, from the from the commenters, is who their favorite guest of ours has been, and if there's anybody that they want to have on. If you guys want a, a specific guest on, leave it in the comments. Oh, yeah, and we'll say reach it out in the comments. Yeah, the last time we asked this question, we got a lot of Bo Deedle. A lot of Bo Deedle. We could work on that. I already did. Hey. Mickey G, that's why you go legend. back to New York. That's why you're the great one. Yeah, Mickey, anything to close out on? Uh, nah. All right, then. Nothing. For Grass Nada. Digital, I am Gerard Michaels. That is Mickey Gall. He is Man, Omri. I feel like we should do a couple more minutes since I got up and peed. I feel so fresh now. <laughs> sitting there listening to the geopolitical uh, landscape uh, yeah. while while pinching myself over here <laughs> i do oh, i do want to say uh i met a, a fan of ours in daytona a guy who watches the show and uh he said his favorite moment of the show is i went on a one of those you know 10 minute filibusters like i do and i was like what's your thought on this mick and mickey goes ah, i don't know man you just said so much shit <laughs> I, was like, I don't i don't know he said that was the funniest shit he ever saw <laughs> it was like it was like everybody was mickey in that moment man that was yeah. like are you Wait, you talk about so many things. Yeah, and then you turn to me and you're like, "So no, no," and then you're and then you even double down. Like, no, 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 no. Like, tell me about. It. I was like, <laughs> "Like, do I do I agree about like?" There's like nine bullet points like I need to address here. It's like. Then you're gonna try and like hold me to like no 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 come on give me your like there's no there's no response there's no there's no just one response you know there's no I I can't wrap I I need to talk for 15 minutes and pro- probably to try and so wait so you said this this and this and you said why did you say who's monsters Democrats are monsters and wait and what is the blah, 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 blah? yeah like no I guess I don't disagree about this I guess I do I I agree with you on this yeah. and then I yeah. So you try, no, and the point of it, I even remember it was like, it was it was like, he said something about uh, the Democrats being being monsters. He said something about like, do you trust the government? Um, which is like, I don't like, I don't think all Democrats are monsters. I don't trust the government. Uh, so it's like, is that a no? <laughs> like, is that a is that a yes? Um, Democrat politicians, politicians. I want to be. I know a lot of Democrats who are great people. Yeah. You know, you think all the politicians of them are they're, bad? They're in bad shape. They're as a party, they are in bad shape. Yeah. Who do you want to get on as a guest? I know you said you, you like, re, you know, trying to be the man of the people here. Um, you said you, you some regular people. Like yeah. Who? Well, I won't gas them up. We got to get out of here. We're up on against the time. We'll talk about it next time. Love y'all for Keep get, waiting for Gas Digital. For Gas Digital, I'm Gerard Michaels. That's Mickey Gall. Really, we just got started. 
and we will see you guys on Friday. Peace. Bye. Bye.